positives. The days are updated for June 14th, 2020. I'm Philippe Odenelfo. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Logie. I'm Dan Reb Victoria. I'm Teresa Sammons. And I'm Lee Lamb. And uh, yeah, it's a full house. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I want to briefly touch on something that I did uh, talk a little bit about on Let's Weekend, but if you haven't heard that show, I'll probably mention it now. Uh, as of the end of June, I will be stepping away from Smash Pet. Uh, it's a hard decision for me. Uh, you know, it's easy to fall into a, uh, a spot where familiarity and comfort is just the easy thing to do. Uh, but for me, uh, with uh, my health starting to deteriorate and my uh, ability to play games starting to be a problem, uh, it felt like the right time to start stepping back. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I want to thank everybody here for having me for the, for the past 15, 20 years, however. Uh, we're not going to be out of touch for sure because we're we're all friends on Facebook. We've all got contact, mm-hmm. personal. So, you know, uh, it's not like I'm not going to be seeing you guys. It's just I won't be doing this whole uh, show and the site thing anymore. So, but, you know, I never know. In a few months, maybe I'll want to do a guest appearance or uh, whatever. Uh, maybe an article or two. We'll see. You know, maybe Sega will announce Shining Force 4 and I'll come back to review that. I don't know. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I mean, we already got a Alex Kidd reboot, we'll, which we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah, that came out of left field. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's been that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's how my week has been. Uh, we'll start off with uh, what we've been playing, because we have actually been playing some stuff. Are uh, you sure you're not just leaving because the PS5 is ugly? Because I would understand. Oh, we'll talk about that later, because I have a contrarian <laughs> opinion to that. PS5 is why Phil's leaving, y'all. Fuck you, Sony. <laughs> so... Um, so apart from my usual of uh, PC building simulator and Streets of Rage 4, which are still consistently fun for me, uh, the freebie at Epic Games Store this week was the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection. Uh, don't know. Still there for four more days. Yeah, so get it. go get it. Uh, and you will uh, be very pleased that you did, because it is a hell of a well-executed collection. Mm. Um, like... I actually think it's better done than the uh, uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Well, that's not hard, to be fair. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it did have some good stuff in there, but I mean... Oh, it was... absolutely did, but only two games online, or yeah. only four games online, and no Alpha 2 yeah. as one of them. And this one has uh, pretty much all of them, from what I've been able to see. Yeah, it is all of them. You can't ever rule out Capcom's ability to fuck up a real, real easy win. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's and, true, and they did. So, uh, so this collection is done by uh, Digital Eclipse. So, which I think also did the uh, the 30th anniversary collection, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you know their their work That's is right. it's hitting there, hit and miss here and there. Uh, this is one of the stronger points. Um, the emulation, like I said, it's kind of hard to fuck up Neo Geo emulation at this point. Yeah, it's a science. Yeah. So they've got the, the emulation is good. As far as uh, screen modes go, that's actually... I mean, if you like borders, you have a fuck ton of them. Uh, so that's interesting. You can also turn them off if you don't care about that. Uh, there's a couple of different uh, scaling options. So if you want to change the look of how the game looks. 
you can simulate CRTs, uh, both uh, TV and arcade monitor style. So that's kind of nice. Um, those look, I mean, they're fake scan lines. There's not really any way to get around it, but yeah. it looks all right. Uh, all of the games are in there in both their English and Japanese forms. So you can switch whichever one you want. Including one that they just straight up found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which uh, when you switch to the other version, it's like special because like, they didn't have another one for that one. So um, so there's that. Uh, but what's really sets this collection apart for me is the museum stuff. Um, like, yeah, you've got your selection of, uh, you know, uh, concept art notes and stuff like that. Uh, but you've also got uh, developer interviews are in there from all of the, the staff that made the, the various games. Uh, you've got behind-the-scenes stuff for the collection. You've got, uh, like, all of the game's soundtracks just there. Mm -hmm. Wait for you to listen to. Oh, yes. Yep, so everything's there. Good ones. Just, you know, hits play on one, and it'll just keep on playing right through it. Uh, and uh, they even went to the extra effort of including some Samurai Showdown match videos. So, oh wow, yeah. So that's that's really really cool. It's uh, if SNK is going to do this uh, level of stuff for their compilations, then please, by all means, do more of them. Uh, Take our money. Yes, because uh, I wouldn't mind a, a Garou Densetsu collection. I wouldn't mind a, oh. a Fighters collection. You know, maybe even like redo that whole Neo Geo uh, vault that they had on PS2 and just actually do it properly this time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with that collection. If I if it wasn't free on Epic Game Store, I definitely would have spent the money for it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. How about you, Pat? Uh, still on Final Fantasy XII. Um, didn't finish it like I wanted to during the duration of my vacation, which I am very much mourning, even though there was no E3 to cover. Mm. Um, it was a very good vacation for me, I have to say. Uh, but Final Fantasy XII is just a hell of a lot of game. And I found myself with some very worthy distractions to, um, to take some time away from that as well. So, that didn't help matters. Um, I've been playing some Forza 7 off and on. I'm actually switched over to my Xbox for a minute. Um, and a big reason for that is um, not just because of Forza 7, but because of Fantasy Star Online 2, which um, it's a complicated subject for me. Um, there have been... I, I've covered this many times before, but... Uh, even going back to early episodes of the show, I kind of made my displeasure known about how Sega just acted like the Western audience didn't matter, and that really... Um, it basically robbed my mom of the chance to um, experience PSO2, which was her most anticipated game, uh, before she passed away. And it was also like our big, our last big co-op gaming um, franchise. So I've, you know, I've been holding a grudge about that pretty much um, since Sega's position on the entire matter became known. 
and I want to be mad at them. I am mad at them, but sitting down and actually playing the game, there's no denying that they stuck the landing. And yeah, there's, um, there's a lot for me to unpack with this, but I think it, a lot of it came down to just, it definitely does bring back a lot of my favorite, um, feelings about gaming. Um, just online in general and as a a microcosm of a better time in the industry. And the fact that Sega really, that Sonic Team really stuck the landing and um, managed to put out a game that really um, stays true to its roots while um, also living up to the expectations of what a game um well in 2012 and in 2020 um should be and they've ma- managed to make it free to play without being skeezy um i mean obviously it being free to play it does have its um its monetized elements and i it, it's not really handled in a way that i would necessarily uh, criticize them for. Um, the only thing that I've encountered yet that really strikes me as remotely skeezy or exploitative um, is not something that I can really call out anyway um, because it, it basically gives you the option to use real money to buy a skate doll when you get knocked out, which to me is no more... Um, is no more shady than insert coin to continue in an arcade beat em up okay. so um and it doesn't twist your arm to do it or anything and you can still um you know you can still get some scape dolls as drops and what have you so um it really is just a chance to go in and um relive fantasy star online in a more modern form and I, um, you know, it, it, if I wasn't still pissed off at Sega for things that really can't be changed at this point, um, I would have no, I would have no bad things to say about it. Um, and even, even now it is a very good game and I'm probably going to end up playing the shit out of it. Um, with a lot of you guys actually, uh, because, you know, we had that old PSO group uh, back in the day. And I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to that. But um, it, it definitely leaves me with complicated feelings about it because um, I'm ultimately I'm not happy. I'm not upset. I'm not enraged. I'm just there's definitely a comforting feeling about just being back in a PSO game and, um, you know, taking in that atmosphere, being back on the ship. Um, that's a good feeling. Um, I've had a lot of resentment towards Sega for a really long time about, um, their handling of the game, but I'm glad that it's here ultimately. 
and um, I would be lying through my teeth if I tried claiming that I'm not going to be putting in a lot of hours on it. So I'm not really sure what else to say. I've just, um, yeah, that's, it kind of came out of nowhere and started overwhelming my gaming time, (laughs) but it, it has earned it. I got to tell you that some of my favorite, uh, moments ever of like online gaming where all of us playing PSO back in the day. Like I skipped work, which I'd never done before. Like to sit at home and play a fucking video <laughs> game. Like bought the keyboard attachment. And yeah. God damn. I've still got mine. God damn. Yeah. It was good times. It really was. And, um, before the show, I ran a couple of dungeons here with Teresa and, um, after we were done with that, I was like, yeah, it's PSO, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. PSO. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There were so many things I was like, oh, my God, I remember all this. <laughs> I remember how annoying rappies are. <laughs> I just remember, like, all of us getting together in, in the game spot and then game addicts days and doing that shit. And oh, yes. Just like, one more run, one more run, one more oh, run. Oh, God. And that is exactly what ultimately got me to make the download. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't have even bothered, but, um, I took the plunge and, um, my feelings about it are still really complicated, but I'm glad I did. And I, it, it, I, I'm not going to be dropping fan or final fantasy 14 for it because they scratch two very different itches. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is like the full course meal with the, um, you know, you actually want to um, to maybe not eat, not spoil your appetite before diving into it too much, because there's just so much to it that it will um, overwhelm you otherwise. It's Thanksgiving but, dinner. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but... You know, some days you just want a fucking burrito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Fantasy Star Online 2. And, and, and it's a big-ass burrito. You know, yeah, not a, not a little a shitty burrito. But um, you can play it in whatever um, amount of time you want to. It's very respectful of your time. Um, there's a lot of really bite-sized stuff you can do if you only have, like, 15, 20 minutes to play. Um, there's plenty of stuff you, you know, there are some bit missions you can do, but, um, if you want to, if you want to go on deep dungeon runs, um, those are there. It's just, it it definitely caters itself to however you want to play. Is there cross play with the PC or no? Yes. Fuck. I can probably get my family into this too. Well, because Microsoft actually brokered the release. Um, say if it had been left in Sega's court, they would have never released it over here because, you know, fuck them at this point, but Microsoft brokered it. So, um, on the Xbox and Microsoft store version of the game, it's all tied to your Microsoft account. So if you sign into the Xbox version and, um, you know, play a bunch on there and then you move over to the PC version, you can load up your character. 
Yeah. Like the characters are cross compatible. Your account is everything is. So. Yeah, because I'm thinking with that too, I could probably get my family to play this. Still oh, yeah. four, still four people to a group, right? Uh, you can have up to twelve. What? Oh no. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just broke Lee. <laughs> no, like you guys don't even understand. Like that's been one of the things. Like for any of this stuff, you know, any any game that takes an abnormal, not abnormal, but any game that takes a lot of time, I, I like to have the option for my fucking family to jump in too. Like that's why we've been enjoying Minecraft Dungeons so much, and. Mm-hmm. Being able to know that they could play that as well with me, and then I'll obviously I can play this with you guys as well. Is like, oh shit. Yep. yep. Oh, That's shit. the best price of all, free. Yeah, it's exactly. free to play. Um, there's well, there's a premium there, um, account that you can get on a monthly basis if you want to, or yeah. uh, whether um, you just want the full featured experience, or um, you know. Or if you just feel like throwing Sega some money, or throwing throwing Sonic Team some money for a job well done. Yeah. Um, also, I have to say there was definitely a fighting gamer on the design team because um, all the mechanics that have been added to this game, um, tech rolling, aerial raves, um, just the entire system feels like it was informed by the fighting genre. Uh, the katana uh, fighting style in particular is like a love letter to fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, you have parries, you have um, like you have a a weird kind of roll into attack, which I don't know if any other um, if any other fighting style. Oh, it does kind of. So, what? Yeah, just, um, right, so for the ships, what ship do I need to be on? Three. Three. Yeah. All right, that's where we are. Yep. Are okay. you getting ready? Are you getting set up right now? I'm downloading it right now. Okay. Yeah, ship number three. Um, yeah. I'm gonna try and get a guild started for us so we can just. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey Pat, well, send him that uh, screenshot with your number so he can put oh, yeah, that I in. Sh- I do that. Yeah. One moment. Oh my I just, god. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna put it in the uh, podcast chat. In case anyone else wants to do this too, but oh my uh, god, you guys! But yeah, <laughs> um, so your standard party is four players, but there um, there are a lot of areas you can go into with an alliance of three parties. Okay. So that's um. Oh my god! Are they still have mags and shit. Yeah, I'm actually doing a defensive build on mine this time. Believe it or not. Well, good. This actually, this I don't know. This will work out. I think my wife's bored a while right now too. So, and we're we're also again looking for shit we can do with our kid. And it can't be free. Fuck. Okay. All right. There it is in the uh, yeah, Smash I Pad. It. I got it. Podcast chat. So, uh, yeah. That um, when it asks for referral information, just put that in, and right. then um, it'll give us Yahoo's when um, when you hit a certain level. Okay. But yeah, that's that's been my week. Unless anyone else wants to or if there's any more PSO two discussion to be done, I'd be glad to partake. I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm gonna just defer to you guys. <laughs> so. Alright. Well, uh as for me, uh I'm basically 
on my B tier until uh, Friday rolls around when The Last of Us Part 2 comes out, which, by the way, um, anybody, uh, do we know who's going to do the review for that? Um, for which one? Sounds like you, buddy. Last of Us 2. Oh, oh that's, that's me. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, All right, then. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All right. But uh, anyway. Uh, I heard that so- shit is pure misery. Oh, the first, if you thought the first Last of Us got unbelievably gritty, that second one, it's, that's, uh, well, I never, I never, I never played the first one, so. The first one is amazing, but man, it will fucking tear your heart out, throw it on the ground and stomp on it. Yeah, see, that's why I think with all the other shit going on in the world right now, like I can't, my kid wanted to watch some show called, um. Solar Opposites, and we got like four episodes in. It's a funny show. It's by the, one of the guys that did Rick and Morty, but there's this big thing where these they're aliens, and they're like capturing people and mm-hmm. shrinking them down and putting them in a terrarium. Mm-hmm. And they just and then the people inside the terrarium are doing like fucked up shit to each other, and I'm like, I can't watch this. Yeah. Anyway, um, so while that's happening, I'm basically taking advantage of my – PS Now subscription and uh, going and you know downloading a bunch of games to play. So for the last couple of days, the big game I've really been playing is Red Faction Guerrilla, which is one of the most satisfying gaming experiences you will ever have, ever ever. Uh, you guys have played Red Faction before, right? I can't say I have actually. I have. Yep. Oh, I, I was sent a demo disc of the original game when way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so first, the first Red Faction, and which, by the way, I also got Red Faction 1 and 2 on there, too. Um, but the first Red Faction was one of those, uh, games that came out around the time, uh, you know, Half-Life came out and, you know, Deus Ex, and suddenly, you know, first-person shooters suddenly started to have, like, story and, you know, cinematic moments in them that, you know, didn't have to actually take you out of the game. You could actually... Watched them happen in first person, which was like a big deal at the time. Well, and Goldeneye Red Faction. Was kind of the start of that, wasn't it? Huh? Goldeneye was kind of the start of that, wasn't it? Mm, no. Well, maybe. Well, Goldeneye was was a tie-in game, so. Yeah. You know. But I mean, uh, the, the cinematic aspects were oftentimes tied into the gameplay as well. Yeah, that's true. I guess you could say that. Um but uh, the first Red Faction, you are basically a miner on Mars uh, who basically you and a bunch of others finally get sick of being kicked around by the Ultor Corporation that you do, that you work for. And uh, so you uh, decide to start a workers' uprising. And, you know, it's – that's kind of how it works. And basically by the time of Red Faction Guerrilla uh, – it's now the EDF that's controlling Mars, and now they've become the tyrants, and now you're basically uh, – you're a terrorist, basically. That's really no other way to put it. You are a fucking terrorist. That is the gameplay. Uh, you are basically going around killing EDF troops. You're bombing their buildings, um, tearing up all of their infrastructure, uh, causing a shit ton of property damage. <clears throat> And it's got probably one of the most intuitive and satisfying, like, destructive environment systems you'll ever encounter. Um, a big part of this game is actually, like, 
trying to fuck up buildings and structures enough so that their structural integ- integrity fails and they collapse in on themselves. And in hindsight, can, it's really Im- impressive that the PS2 pulled that off. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, you, you basically have, obviously, you've got your regular weapons, like, you know, you got your pistol and your shotgun and your assault rifle and all that stuff. Uh, you've also got your sledgehammer, which is like the sort of common mining tool used by all the miners in the game. Uh, and that's a pretty deadly-ass weapon in and of itself. You also get a bunch of charges, which is, you know, remote detonation devices um, that you use, and those are also a lot of fun. It is completely possible to, like, take out an entire 10-story building by simply just whacking away at the base of it uh, with your sledgehammer until, you know, the structural integrity is such that it just completely collapses. It's so much fucking fun. (laughs) It really is. Uh, other than that, I've also been playing a drift, which is the, it's like a first person, they call it an FPE, a first person experience. You're basically an astronaut on a space station who wakes up after this horrible disaster, basically tore the shit open. And now you're sort of slowly trying to, uh, repair stuff and, you know, get like the communication systems and stuff back online so you can, you know, call back to Earth and see if they could send a rescue team or something like that. Um, this is that game that was made by Adam Orth, Orth after he left Microsoft. Um, after that whole fiasco where he complained about people complaining about the about the DRM that was going to be on the Xbox One. Hmm. Um, oh, basically, yeah. Um, Isn't this also yeah. a VR title? Well, it could be. Yep, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. hmm. and uh, the game basically teaches you how to play in zero gravity because you're, you know, there is no gravity in this game. You are always hovering through the air, um, and because of that, you know, if you're not careful, you're always perpetually in motion. So you have to sort of you know, sort of make sure that you don't bump into stuff too hard or you'll end up damaging your suit or yourself. You also have to constantly worry about your oxygen because, um, you know, your suit, you know, it does have stuff like um, thrust jets and stuff that it can use to help you go in certain directions. But the thing is that stuff also, you know, shares power with your oxygen tank. And, you know, if you're not careful and you don't watch your oxygen, you can actually completely just drain all of your oxygen. Um, Fortunately, there are plenty of oxygen containers all over the place that you can get fairly easily, Um, as well as uh, oxygen refilling stations that will completely refill your tank. There's also a couple places that will not only refill your oxygen, but also repair any damage to your suit. Um so stuff like that. And also I'm playing uh, Torment Tides of Numenera. That's the uh, spiritual successor to Planescape Torment that takes place in uh, in uh, Glenn Cook's Numenera setting. And uh, I only just started playing some of that yesterday. But it's, you know, if you played, did you, any of you guys ever play Torment, the original Planescape Torment? It's a I huge piece of the backlog of mine. Huh? 
Yeah, I know. Well, I know Pat didn't, but yeah, I got it on GOG, and then had somebody recommend uh, mods to make it more playable on a modern machine, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and then got a new machine. Yeah. So I didn't um, set that back up. Let me see how I can put this. Imagine a game that's like Bowder's Gate 2, but it puts a high priority on what kind of choice and decisions you make uh, and how that guides the story. In the original Torment, it's actually completely it's completely possible to go through the whole game and not kill a single person. Um, you can actually, like, you know, discuss and make it so that, you know, you don't have to kill anybody. Um, it's that kind of game. Um, and Torment ties Numenera is very similar. The only difference is that, you know, Planescape Torment takes place in the Planescape setting, which is a more sort of, eh, multiverse type high fantasy, whereas Numenera is a more, like, distant future sci-fi setting. But, um, that's basically it for me. Uh, Chris, what about you? I know you're playing The Last of Us, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm getting near the end here. I just got to the uh, – kind of finished up uh, the whole big winter sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like a little bit of uh, downtime, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice uh, because a lot of that shit in the, the winter stuff is very intense. Oh, yes. Uh, and Ellie has some good lines there where she's uh, tied up in a jail and uh, this dude, David, which – uh, found out uh, afterwards is uh, Nolan North. Yep. That doesn't sound like him. Um, oh, no. Uh, he kind of befriends you earlier before showing that he's part of the hunter group that uh, the two of you have been killing mm-hmm. uh, for most of the game. And uh, he just asks for her name, like for her to be nice to him. And she's basically, you know, tell him to fuck off. Uh, then lures him in a little bit to. Uh, into her cell uh, by being nice to him and just fucking breaks his finger and tells him, uh, Ellie. He's like, what? Tell him the little girl that broke your finger's name is Ellie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just fucking shitting on him. Yeah. Uh, even further, and then you have like a a lot of good sequences where you're going out in essentially like a blizzard. Yeah. Which is one of the best looking blizzards I've seen in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a good job of making it very hard to see uh, I'm making it just easy enough to see to uh, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you get to split up between them. So yep. Ellie gets her own own means where she, you can definitely tell her style is uh, uh, very angsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she jumps on the dude's backs to knife him uh, to death, but makes it easier to alert uh, other people that are nearby. Yep. And whereas uh, Joel just fucking does it silently. Yeah. As best as you can. Uh, usually strangling them if you can. Uh, and that's where I found the, the bow to be really nice. Yeah. Uh, because you can kind of – they can't see so well, so you can kind of get into more open areas to lay on a good shot mm-hmm. uh, for that stuff. Um, and the the boss fight with David is pretty well done. And incredibly intense and – whoo! Yeah. Yeah. Especially, Especially if he catches you. Because, holy shit. Yeah, I managed to not, because uh, I've been following a guide not to know like what to do, just like for knowing there's going to be upgrade stations and some hidden stashes and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I want to make sure I'm not 
missing anything that helps me out mm-hmm. like that. And I saw like, oh, this is a boss fight area. That's where I saved uh, the other night to come back. And so like when I came back, it's like, okay, this is a boss fight area. Let me look around and see what else was going on. And then they had the, the whole mechanic of these broken uh, dishes on the floor, which if you walk on them, they make crunch and alerts him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of the only areas where they have that kind of mechanic in it. Yep. Uh, there's a couple other things around the game that you can, but if you run over uh, stuff on the ground, you typically don't make noise mm-hmm. uh, to alert enemies. But yeah, it's been it's a game that gets better as you get going through it, mm-hmm. uh, which is not that common of a thing. Usually, a lot of games peak at a certain point, um, but this has been just getting better, especially as you upgrade your your weapons and all that, uh, which is quite nice mm-hmm. and uh yeah i'm gonna finish that up here probably today doesn't seem like i have too much more to go basically uh heading towards the either in salt lake city mm-hmm. here in the end uh going towards the medical center yeah and knowing that there's a sequel i'm gonna guess uh they don't go through with the thing mm. whatever they're doing uh um but yeah also got through the to the part where you see the giraffes He's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's that meme I've been seeing. Yep. Uh, I thought I might have missed it or something like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But nope, nope. There's drafts roaming the streets of uh, Salt Lake City. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's pretty nice. Uh, I've been playing some Summer in Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is a whole weird thing because they sent out uh, codes for that on terminals uh, with an embargo saying you can't talk about it, stream it, or put out reviews or anything until Tuesday. And then they uh, said basically, uh, whoops, we sent out some codes without the embargo, so uh, no embargo anymore <laughs> on Friday. Uh, it's like, oh, that's good. Uh, that means I can yeah, stream that yesterday. Okay. Yeah, they're like, yeah, whatever. It's You guys can share your stuff. Um, but it's out on Tuesday, Switch and PS, uh, PC. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One are later this year. Um. So this is a game that uh, the devs really like, Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of made their own thing off of it. Uh, it's not like a uh, a straight farm sim uh, to a degree. Uh, but you you do have some like areas where you can uh, plant some seeds and uh, hopefully water them. Uh, I set up a well and that has dried out. Uh, but the stuff can grow without the water uh, somehow, but it's not... It's weird, but it, the well needs to supposedly fill up with rainwater and it hasn't rained yet. So um, it's very a relaxing kind of version of uh, Stardew Valley, which Stardew Valley is already kind of relaxing, but there's that time pressure mm-hmm. and the notion that you're on a strict calendar of events that are going to happen. So if you want to experience as much as you can, you're kind of always constantly worrying about wasting time. Uh, whereas here, that doesn't seem to be as much of an issue. Uh, there's no like calendar. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a day-night cycle, but uh, it's usually more of a thing so that when you're farming or uh, planting stuff, you have uh, the notion that, okay, in a couple days, this thing will grow, and then I can use that to finish this quest that I got on this other island, and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so like I have uh, – it's kind of an adventure game in a sense, but with a little bit of farming in there and a lot of like, exploration, you get a boat uh, that you use to go to other islands. So far, I just have one that I know about, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I've kind of uh, get into this main 
Uh, trying to get to this one character, I need a couple things before I do that, but I've been doing some side quest stuff. One of which involves like a dude uh, whose dad is trying to open like a ramen shop, I think. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, we don't we don't have our supplies yet, so I need you to grow some corn for us. Here's some corn seeds, that kind of thing. And yeah, definitely see like some upgrade paths for the weapons or the the, the tools, because uh, in the little farming area, there's some other plots that are blocked with like rocks that I need a better hammer to break. There's like some mining stuff I need for a better hammer to break that for better materials. Like you're doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, I need better hoe to break up uh, these like brambles that are on some of the patches, that kind of stuff. It's kind of one of those things. Um, so far it's been pretty nice stories. Uh, been pretty decent so far. Um, the main character is pretty nice. Uh, yeah, so far kind of still a few hours in, but the, the archive for the stream is up. It's live now. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. As like a, if you need a chill game that uh, is relaxing, that seems like one that's uh, a new release that people should definitely check out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so far it's been pretty good, and I'm going to put some more time into it here, maybe stream it again. Uh Maybe tonight or sometime over the week. And, uh, yeah, that's been nice. And uh, I got Persona 4 Golden on PC. And, Hi, Genuvo. And, and uh, annoyed by a few things. Uh, so you know what platform this comes from. And yeah. they don't have the, the buttons in the game. <laughs> so I'm using my DualShock 4. It's not even using Xbox buttons either. It's just like generic ABX, uh, you know, RB... Uh, the trigger button oh, dear. Uh, UI. Anyway, it's like, what? What? You guys came from PlayStation. It's this isn't that hard. It shouldn't be, I don't think. Um, but I got the deluxe edition, which comes with the uh, a digital art book and some soundtrack stuff on there as well. Uh, though my mistake is that uh, I got an email earlier today. From one fanatical, it's like, hey, you can get a discount on it. It's like 15% off. So if you want it, uh, fanatical will get you the hookup and get it a little bit cheaper. I think it's like 21 bucks now for the digital deluxe or whatever, like 18 bucks for the... I think it's also about the Humble Bundle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want it cheaper, not to be stupid like I was, but whatever. Um, yeah. Also... It uh, has, like, windowed, uh, borderless window support for all that stuff, but the game pauses if you click off the screen. It's, like, the entire point uh, of having a borderless window is that so you can, like, put on, you know, a video on the other screen or, you know, have a browser open to do some stuff and let the, the story stuff go while you're doing that stuff. Especially if you have auto text on. Uh, it's like, oh, that. That seems antithetical to the whole point of all the stuff you set up. And so, yeah, like, they have some work to do to make this a better version of the game. Uh, everything else seems good. Like, the game itself looks nice. It's, I mean, it's a Vita game, so it's not exactly like it's going to look like the most amazing thing ever, but It'll it's a really sharp potato, version. But it's a really it's sharp Persona, version of that game. So, yeah. yeah. And Golden, I would say, is probably the best... Uh, like remaster of a game that's ever existed um, because it basically fixes every single issue that Persona 4 had. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the fusions, you know, 
in the original Persona 4. It just randomized the extra uh, skills that you would get from the parent uh, Personas. Mm-hmm. And in Persona 4 Golden, you get to pick them. Instead of having to back out and retry again constantly. If And especially let you know which ones are the ones that get inherited. That kind of stuff. Uh, like the books you can read in your room before you go to bed. Uh, it actually tells you, like, oh, you're this far. Instead of having to guess, like, what, how far you are and that stuff. Like, there's a lot of really good quality of life stuff that's in this game. And that stuff obviously trickled over into Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the the whole online system of, like, you know, like, what the other players did on that day. So you, if you're not sure, like, what all is available and you're not, like, following a guide that just tells you that stuff, like, that makes it a lot easier. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. And, yeah, that's still in there. Like, it asks you when you start the game. It's like, oh, do you want to go online to enable this stuff? And it's like, that's a very uh, eight, nine years ago Japanese game thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you want to activate your online features? Well, it's a current, current day Nintendo thing still. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're playing <laughs> Animal Crossing or whatever. Or it's like, hey, do you want to go online? It's like, wait, why do we have to go online? Or is that just a thing that's always there? But yeah, it seems it seems like a solid port. Still needs some work because they haven't paid attention to PC games that much to have the all the features and such that you want that you expect out of them uh, in this day and age. But hopefully, this uh, is a sign that Atlas is looking to bring these games to the modern platforms because this would be nice to have on PS4 and. PS5 and all that, Switch, whatever. Uh, we still need a definitive that, version of P3, too. Yeah, that would be nice. Because there isn't one that combines the features of Portable with the features of Fast. Yeah. And that would be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of really good Atlas games that they released on PSP and Vita and 3DS and DS that didn't get upgrade versions. Uh, some have gotten ports. Like uh, NISA took a got the licenses for a couple and brought them to 3ds and Switch, and PC maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, still a lot of work to go. But hopefully, Alice is now at least more uh, confident that they can do this. And also, I just got a Kanji card, so mm-hmm. there's a new wallpaper for me. Yay. <laughs> Uh, also, this Persona 4 Golden has one of the best uh, intro songs of any JRPG. The whole soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they added new music, and it's all just as good as the original stuff, and uh, just adds to it. I have to check what fucking music they gave me as part of this. Now the Vita edition. is truly dead. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff on Vita. Yeah, this, is, to this, was, this was the game, Shouty. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was it's, one of them for sure. I mean, there's still Luminous that yeah. needs to come over. Ellie did uh, kill the, uh, the, the last Lip Vita owner in Last of Us 2, so there's that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's been kind of it. Also, I got uh, PC Building Simulator on PC, Phil. And uh, what the fuck is that DLC for that game? Uh, the DLC is uh, there's the. Eight advertisements, yeah. essentially. Well, kind of, but buying, it's like. Trying to outfit your, like, 
your workroom in Razor Gear or all this gaudy looking stuff. It's completely like it's it's all themed workshops, basically. Yeah. So I mean, you can get them if you want or not. The uh, the other piece of DLC, like the Overclocked Edition, which I think they call it, uh, that's the uh, just a bunch of themed cases. So yeah. Yeah. That's some weird looking stuff, but yeah, like the, the workshop stuff I'm looking at is like, this is really fucking gaudy, which is totally the brand that these companies have. Yep. Like Razor. Yeah. She's like, here's super neon rooms, like all green. It says four gamers, buy gamers on the walls. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's uh, the workshop I usually yeah. work in because it's mm, mostly dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah. It's like, lights it's on. also like six bucks each. It's like, yeah. That's uh, that's a little bit much. Yeah, they do go on sale every now and then. So. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, I like the original room. Mm. You know, I wish you could customize it more. Yeah. The overclock like, UK uh, one is uh, pretty good, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that looks one. That one looks alright. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's I haven't started it yet. I just got it because uh, I know I don't need time to start that. <laughs> yeah, it does take a while. Because I can't take breaks from these games or else I forget what I'm doing. Because yeah. it doesn't do a good job of telling you, like, here's what you were doing. Yeah, You're just like, wait, why the fuck am I ordering all this shit? Which one does this go to? Hmm. Like, it could still use some updates to let you kind of leave notes for yourself for what these orders and such go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah things like that. I just found is that when I, when I like, uh, look through my emails, uh, and uh, order a b- bunch of parts for jobs. Like, I accept the job and then order the parts for it, uh, but I don't check out right away. I just, you know, do all that from e- – go from email to email to email. Uh, yeah. And then when I – then uh, when you look in your inventory, uh, the first new part in that particular category is for the first order you placed. Okay. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can you can kind of keep track of it that way, uh, but, yeah, it's not ideal. Hmm. Yeah, I usually just open up a notebook uh, or a word pad, a notepad doc, and just write it in there. Yeah. Like, here's the name of the person, here's the stuff in it, and that's it. Hmm. It's like, yeah. I'd like to see games not bring you to that point, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, Darren, how would you? Yeah. Um, so as we, uh, as I explained last week, um, pretty much coasting until we get to the release of Last of Us Two, and then I had realized, um, you know, with, with the whole COVID thing, um, typically with Sony's releases, uh, I have a friend that works there, and she normally gets me a fifteen percent discount, or not fifteen percent discount. Uh, the games for fifteen bucks each, and I realized, oh shit, I can't pick them up because you know we can't go anywhere. So um, luckily, I do have a digital option. So I went ahead and bought digital. And I, it's the first time I'm seeing a ticker where it says, oh, you can finally play this game in six days. And I was like, well, this is weird, considering I'm so used to like review copies and being able to unlock it right away. But, you know, I'm just waiting. Um, so in that coasting period, I'm playing Animal Crossing, of course. Uh, it's gotten to a point where I pretty much just do the dailies. And I go ahead and check my work slack to see if anybody needs anything in their catalog and I help them out. And uh, that's pretty much it there. Um, one cool thing, though, is um, I bought these Amiibo coins off of Etsy because the secondary market for um, Animal Crossing Amigos, Amiibos has skyrocketed to mm-hmm. insane prices for various villagers because what happens is you can actually invite various villagers to your island and they can live there after a few tries. So I was like, okay, 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and support this Etsy artist because there's no more Comic-Cons to really buy them from in person. And at the same time, we can go ahead and say, fuck you, Nintendo, for not making more Amiibo cards when you knew this game would take off. Yeah. So, yep. And uh, I, I, so, yeah, I, I bought 10. And uh, I'm not ready to invite them yet because there's this thing in the game where if you become best friends with your villagers, they'll give you a picture of them. And normally I wouldn't care, but, you know, I just want to I just want that amount of satisfaction. So for the past two weeks, I've been giving every villager gifts every day and I haven't gotten a single picture yet. So I'm like, fuck, what should I do? Well, you kind of got to do a few different things. So give them uh, give them fruit one day, give them um, furniture another day, find out what their favorite color is, give them that color of uh, clothing, um, write them a letter and you should get it. Okay. Yeah, because what I've been doing was I, I pretty much wrap all my gifts and um, I try to make sure that the gift fits their house, unless they're one of the first three villagers where it's like, oh, the, their house makes no sense anyway. Right. But um, yeah, um, that's been the grind and uh, that's a pretty easy daily. And yeah, my dailies have switched from three hours to 20 minutes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah. Um, also, there's been some pretty aggressive sales on PSN and, and, and the eShop. So on yeah, the eShop, I went ahead and grabbed um, To the Moon. Yeah, it's been insane. So I grabbed To the Moon. Uh, to the Moon was originally released on Steam, like, what, nine years ago? It was, like, in 2011. And um, I had it on Steam, but I never played it because it was on Steam. So I have it on Switch, and I finally uh, played it and finished it in about three sittings. The game is about three hours long. It's it's a RPG maker kind of game, but it's completely um, story-driven, narrative-driven. And it's about these two scientists who pretty much are their own Make-A-Wish Foundation and they go to people or specifically this one person to to send them to the moon or for whatever reason and I don't want to go too much into the plot because it's actually a really really good story and they go back into his memories and um, look at various items and solve certain puzzles to go further back and see what's really causing the blockage to not really accomplish his dream so it's a pretty cool the music is awesome um the main thing i didn't like about the game is it's uh it didn't really feel polished because there'd be times where you know like when you're when you're playing a 16-bit uh top down you want to be able to you know have control in the sense where if i'm going to press up i'm not going to go to the right or things like that or if i'm going to go up a staircase i shouldn't have to adjust myself to go diagonally because there's no diagonal analog support in this game and that kind of ruins the experience but other than that i got through it Again, great music, great story. Eight bucks in the eShop, totally recommend it. Um, and then, as we all know, Persona 4 Golden came out on uh, Steam as well. I mm-hmm. did not buy it yet because I wanted to exercise my responsibility. Um, yeah, like, this quarantine, like, the, the the one good thing about it is now I know for sure that if I keep going the way I'm going, I'm going to get rid of all my debt by August. And, uh, yeah, I really want to do that. And my credit score is back up to 730. So nice. we're, we're, we're making some progress here, um, you know, as far as responsibility goes. And that's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, so seeing that everyone's excited about Persona 4 again, I went ahead and popped out my Vita, rest in peace, and uh, went ahead and updated all the firmwares. And um, I never actually finished Persona 4, so I might go ahead and give it a try. But, you know, given that we're just a few days away from The Last of Us, I wondered whether or not I should go ahead and play the original game. And as we mentioned before, like, uh, the game is pretty intense. Um, When I originally played the game and reviewed it in 2013, um, I didn't really expect to like it because horror games aren't really my jam. But The Last of Us is just really different, mainly because Naughty Dog is 
for all intents and purposes, Naughty Dog is probably the best storytellers in the industry. And um, the gameplay like really, uh, really caught me through that loop. And it was just, um, I, I don't want to say enjoyable because The Last of Us is hardly anything that you really enjoy, but it's definitely a world that is um, easy to be immersed in. And that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. But as we explained earlier, it's really intense. And yeah. if you've seen any of The Last of Us 2 preview coverage, it's going to be even more intense. Um, yep. The embargo lifted on Saturday or, or, or Friday. And like um, the, the scene that um, Brandon talked about where, uh, where you know, where, where you uh, or it was Chris, where you fight David like that scene after after killing him, I had to take a break. Yeah. And Last of Us 2 looks like I'm going to have to take multiple breaks. So it's going to be a yeah. really uh, hard review. So, again, um, we'll see. But yeah, like one of the reasons why I don't want to replay it is because you know, we're already in a depressing state in the nation and playing Last of Us will just make you feel worse and then playing Last of Us 2 will just put you into an right. even longer depression. So That's yeah, exactly sure why I haven't, I haven't jumped on Last of Us. It's on my list. I've got it digitally and I'm like, you know what? It's only like, what, like 20 hours too? And I was like, I, I need a shorter game. I'd love to play it. And I was like, wow, the world sucks right now. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't <laughs> need to play this. Yeah, and then, like, uh, I was looking back at, like, some of Smash Pad's archives, like, uh, you know, fun trivia, Last of Us was not our game of the year. Our game of the year that year was Super Mario 3D World, and I can tell you why. That game was just plain fun. Last yeah. of Us is enjoyable, not fun. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, Teresa, how about you? Um, Animal Crossing, also about where you're at, just going in for my dailies, looking to see if Red is visiting yet, and he never is. Um <laughs> And maybe try I've had read three times since that was up. Yeah, I, I've done I a lot know. of time travel, and it, like maybe I've had him six times, but that's about it. I think I've had him once. Kind of crazy. I, we we should really. They get went him. from the the bunny day stuff being overwhelming to you not being able to do anything with one part of your museum because the dude never shows up on a regular basis. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's um, like I want. I want fake and real art uh, and all this nudie stuff on my island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, every now and again, if I have some friends who want me to jump online and uh, send them something or whatever, I'll do that. But it's, uh, you know, I binged it for a long time and now, meh, you know, I'll be back at the yeah. beginning of the you month, the, I'm sure. The real weird thing about that is that with Animal Crossing, especially with this one, a lot of people have gamed the system just because everyone's playing it. Like, you know, the, the turnip system, that, that that's completely fucking broken now. Yes. But it's weird because with Red, you can only buy one item in his, in, in his shop. And let's say you have a friend who has Red there too. He'll no, he'll notice you and you won't be able to buy another nope. one. Like, okay, yep. well, what works and what doesn't? So. Yeah, it's one per day, per calendar day. And that's it. <laughs> You're out. Um but yeah, I, I have enjoyed uh, going to some random uh, places and, and seeing just spectacular islands. And I'm not going to do that because I have other shit to play, um, like uh, PSO2 and Final Fantasy XIV. And that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, I was going to pick up the last story and uh, put it on the Wii and play it and... It's still on the shelf. I haven't done it yet. So we'll see if I actually get around to doing that this week. But uh, that's that's really about it. It's been kind of a boring week for me, but good. 
Um, I, Lee? Um, just real simple. I have got the itch to play um, Deus Ex, uh, Human Revolution, for some reason. And then I had to jump through a bunch of hoops because the director's cut, while it is backwards compatible, um, you have to have the physical disc. It's not – you can't buy it on online at all, which is really – fucking annoying so i found a copy of it on ebay and uh been you know probably i think i just just finished the first first area i don't know i'm doing like this uh run where i don't want to kill anybody and i only got halfway through this game last time and so i'm like all right you know i wouldn't i wouldn't mind a little bit of a challenge i beat um jedi fallen order uh finally last week as well i don't know the game is all right um too much repetition and uh, all the collectibles are bullshit. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a Jedi. Let me go find some ponchos. Mm-hmm. So that was fucking lame. Um, but, and, you know, and, I mean, it was it was an enjoyable game. What was funny is, is how much better I was at it after I beat Sekiro. Like, I was just fucking mollywhopping people. It was hysterical. <laughs> um, so... Uh, and just that was one of those games where I feel like if they just took another six months and really polished it up, I think it could have been something really special. But it was, it was trying so hard to be so many things that it didn't really excel at any of them. Um, and and then there, you know, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna jack the From Software, you know, playbook. Uh, let me teleport. Like the fact that you couldn't teleport in that game was unnerving. Um, so we're doing that. Uh, like I said, finish that up. Um, don't think I'll ever go back to it. Uh, been playing a little more, a little bit more of Minecraft Dungeons with the family. That's really enjoyable. But hopefully, I can get it in the PSO like we talked about. Um, and then I'm um, still, still playing Tits. Um, mm-hmm. I just, just beat up the fucking Sky Pirates, and I'm still waiting for it to pick up. It's been, I don't remember anything about the game. I remember how much I cared, you know, how much I loved it. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's kind of a slog right now. So I'm, I'm really hoping it picks up soon. Yeah, it uh, is in the beginning. Yeah, because it's like it reminds me of like the deconstructed um, narrative problem that comics in the 2000s have. Like this whole sequence, you know, like in comics, you'd be like, so listen, this whole thing could finish in two, two issues, and and then they're like, what if we did it in six? <laughs> And that's what the beginning of this game feels like. But you know, I'm still plugging away, and uh, you know, hopefully it'll uh, it'll it'll pick up for me soon. So, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much it. And oh, I've been making fun of the PlayStation Five a lot. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. not so easy to do. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're like you know a little bit over an hour at this point. So we might as well get to the PlayStation Five. Uh, yeah, whether we have time to get to much else, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, as far as that goes, well, last Thursday on the 11th, Sony had their big reveal um, with some pretty sweet transitions. I gotta say, uh, those were yeah, those were actually the best part of the show. That I was legitimately impressed with those. Yeah. So uh, yeah. somebody's got somebody who's really talented with After Effects because uh, mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. Some and the only once. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, what if that's that... like the system screensaver? <laughs> yeah. I think we even got a little bit of a preview of the UI, but I'm not entirely sure. So we got the like the startup. Yeah, I think. I think so. Uh, we get to log yeah. in before you log in. Yeah, there's going to be a full like a deep dive sooner <laughs> rather than later. So we'll, we'll yeah, more. Uh, but the event was a little bit 
uh, underwhelming at first because uh, they decided to start off with uh, GTA Five, proving that Rockstar will sell you the same game for three generations. So that's mm-hmm. I mean, so they won't got... because you'll be issued it. Yeah, to but... a degree, but it'll. So that's the game's the mo- the best selling game of this generation. So yeah. that, mm-hmm. that makes completely sense why they would at least mention it here. Yeah, and I mean, if you have it, it on PlayStation like... Plus, it's going to upgrade, so you're okay. Yeah. Uh, if you own it in any other way, you're going to upgrade, so you're going to be good. Uh, well, the the whole thing with that is the for PlayStation Plus on PS5, you get GTA Online. Yeah, yeah, standalone edition. With with but all that, of that, like the I don't know if any of you guys have actually played GTA Online. It is awesome, hmm. and it's absolutely fucking bonkers. So when you I saw get out of it, what you is. put into it, yeah. yeah. And and it's you know I, I just the the creativity of the community reminded me a lot of the creativity that we saw um, with like Halo Two and Halo Three. Like, do you guys remember when people were coming up with like zombie games and shit like that inside Halo multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that same level of creativity in GTA Online. Like one one level somebody had created where they created these crazy ass ramps, and then there's like this bridge in the middle, and one side like one team is trying to run their cars up the ramps and land on the people that are in like the bridge that's in the middle of the ramps mm-hmm. and then the people on the bridge have rocket launchers and it yeah. is it sounds so dumb but it is so much fucking fun like you know because again you're, you're you're trying to pancake people and not get the shit blown out of you mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know and just those types of like custom like it is bonkers so i wasn't surprised at all to see them announce that yeah. um and that'll probably be one of those things that that fills a lot of time for people while they're waiting for the other big releases to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And they also announced that if you have PS4, they have it on PS4, uh, every month you log in, you'll get 1 million in game dollars, uh, until this PS5 version launches. And they also announced that they're going to have exclusive updates and such for the next gen version. So, uh, the current gen version you have, uh, not going to be, uh, the main thing, uh, to come next year. I said it'll be out second half of 2021. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. a whole wild thing because they did that to the PS3 and Xbox 60 versions when shortly after the PS4 versions and Xbox One versions launched, and now they're doing that again. It's like wild. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's how it started. For anybody wondering, for anybody wondering why, like Grand Theft Auto V has been in a top ten in the NPD the entire generation. So Rockstar like number two this past month. <laughs> yeah. It is printing money. It's, it's, Seven or eight years yeah, after it launched. Totally, yeah. Yeah. It's it's an insane. It's, it's that party game. game. Yeah. And it, it's the it opposite is. of Fortnite, where Fortnite is free to play, so it's easy to get into. This you still have to pay money outside of the PS Plus month, I think, or the yeah. the, uh, the EGS giveaway. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, people are paying fucking money to still play this game. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, like I said, the online stuff is a blast. And it, and Chris, you're absolutely right. You get out of it what you put into it. Like you start doing really just some of the crazy shit. I mean, it's just there. I can't think of a game in, in a very long time where you could just get together with your friends and just do stupid shit and have a blast. Like, uh, uh you know, with there just when that was really first starting out before they really got into the crazy modes, like I was playing that with my buddy Colin and with CJ. Um, and just just the amount of shenanigans we got into on the way to a mission, and and you know because you guys I'm sure you guys have, have had it happen in a Grand Theft Auto game you start causing shit and just watching how the AI reacts is is really fun, 
and it's then doing that with friends like in the car like we were just driving to a mission they're throwing grenades out of the fucking car blowing shit up somehow one gets thrown ahead of us (laughs) so we accidentally flip and blow up and then because we've caused all this fucking damage, we get out of the car and get run over by a semi-truck because they're running away from all the terror that we fucking caused like <laughs> half a mile beforehand. So then like after we get run over, we're still alive. Well, my buddy Colin apparently blew up some fucking gang member's car. So they came running Uh-oh. down the street after us. Like and just and again, we're just driving to a mission. You know, like there's and there's that level of craziness. And that was at the beginning of, you know, the game before they started doing wild shit like some of these crazy races and time travel and Tron cycles and shit. Hmm. So it, it, yeah. I could totally see why they're doing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think it'll do well. Like right now, I think it's a perfect time for a, the Grand Theft Auto game because it doesn't really take itself too seriously. You know? Yeah, yeah, people just kind of dig that, especially. Yeah, um, it's essentially a social game yeah. at so, this point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's where it started, and uh, we'll. Uh, do where it ended, which is the reveal, uh, and we'll we'll catch up the middle afterwards. Uh, the reveal of the two uh, editions of the yeah. PlayStation Five, one of which is in fact digital only. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge surprise. No, oh no, we kind of all saw that one yeah. coming, but and the other one is apparently pregnant. Yeah, and yep, you it looks tell- like an Alienware PC. Fucked a wee. Yeah, you it can definitely tell does. it's. Uh, they had the digital edition in mind in the design. <laughs> it does the the drive isn't in like the middle of the box. No, uh, like it is on PS4 and all that because it's sitting on the outside. It's like, oh, this is the the place where you can put it to probably dissipate heat easily, but also be a place where they can minimally remove it for a digital edition. Yeah, that kind of it thing. looks like a a white envelope is trying to eat the actual console, but it can't quite do it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And on top oh, yeah. of that, like, it just if you've looked at the photos too, like, even when it's laying horizontally, it has to have a stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is really bad, guys. Like, I get, like, I, part of me even wondered if, like, the reason that they made this sort of like weird '90s avant-garde looking console was because, you know, the Xbox Series X looks like a fucking mini fridge. You know, it's like, like, very like, boring, boring so, design. Yeah, exactly. It's a really boring design. So maybe they were also like, fuck it, let's do something cool. Yeah. But like this looks like a Homer Simpson design console. Like this is the Homer from fucking Yeah. I mean it has Simpsons. fins. Yeah. I mean it yeah, and everybody how many else of those been, everybody how else many of those fins are going to get cracked in shipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, right? Yeah. Uh, I think also, just... if you t- also if you end up putting like a little bait, like a like I don't know, like a tennis ball on the top of it or something, it looks like Sado Kaiba from Yu Gi Oh. That shit looks like a Doofenshmirtz's jacket from yeah. fucking, yep from Phineas and Ferb. Like I don't know, I this this would have been awesome in '97, but now like. Because the other thing I'm looking at, like I'm sure you guys have seen the comparisons where somebody did like a cross-section of how large the drive is and then was able to extrapolate how big the system is. This thing is fucking huge. It's, it's enormous. Bigger, it's yeah. bigger than the PlayStation 3, like the OG fat model. Yeah. And yeah. like I'm just sitting here like, where the fuck do you think I'm going to put these things? <laughs> I mean, you yeah. want the cooling to be good, right? Yeah. It kind of uh, has to start that's somewhere. True. 
I, I, I think Xbox no, One that, that's that's launch true. was a huge I do want schooling to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. However, however, those fins aren't going to fucking help with that. No, it isn't. No, that's well, but the no. but the sideways stand, the stand when you have it laying, um, you know, on your shelf, is that because of thermals? That's what uh-huh. I wondered. I'm wondering the same thing. To have the stand, like... yeah, because you need airflow underneath it. Yeah, uh, the way this is designed, there's it, it looks like uh, it's taking air in on the bottom. Uh, yeah, and, and you going see, through like, the all of those holes. So yeah, yeah. Um, at least not going like the Xbox One route where there's just a billion holes in the case. Yeah. See, uh, I think the Xbox One S is actually one of the nicest looking consoles of all. I'm talking time. about the the original launch model. Uh, oh, the original launch Swiss model. Was ugly yeah, it was, it was like you put holes in this in every place where there wasn't something directly right below it, yeah, so that all the air could get out. He could get out. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, it has two USB ports, one C and one I think three Yeah, we haven't seen the back yet, so we don't know what is all back there. But uh, it'll be interesting, and I like they have the the power and uh, eject buttons on the the front, and then you see on the digital edition, there's no eject button. It's no, yeah, at least no drive. Uh, I was like, oh, that's because uh, it took a while for me to remember which which uh, button was the the power and eject on the PS4. Yeah, now you can't. Get I had to put in the disc, and now I uh, I just don't put discs in. So yeah. yeah, I I think uh, I think the most interesting thing that I've 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 seen since the launch is. Um, I think people think that there is a going to be a dramatic price difference between these two consoles, and I, I, don't. I don't. I think I think we're I looking at forty dollars max. And my my bet, I think you could see fifty. Forty, yeah, forty to fifty, I think is probably fair. But I'm 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 like based on what I'm seeing. Five hundred. No, no. See, I think it's gonna be five. I think it's gonna be five hundred to five fifty. And not really. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do because Sony. There was an interview just recently with with uh, was one of the fucking assholes from Sony that was like, you know, we're we're looking at this from, uh, you know, about the kind of value that we're providing. Like, oh, okay, I know what that means. It's gonna be expensive. It was Jim Ryan. Yeah, Jim Ryan. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, look, here's the thing. I feel, I legitimately feel bad for Sony and for Microsoft having to launch consoles this year. Wow, we're in this fucking recession. economic recession. Yeah, I mean they've already they've already said the recession started in February. But further than that, the the thing that is scary is that, and and, and I hopefully these guys fucking understand it is there's 40 million people in America that are out of work. Yeah, and, yeah. and we have not seen because of the the place the um, the stop gaps that have been put in place by Congress, we haven't seen the full effect of how this is really going to play out. Yeah, we're not going to see it until next crisis. month. That's yeah, we're not going to see it. We're not going to see it till starting until next month when those extended benefits stop, when the extra six hundred from unemployment <sighs> stops, and all of that. So it's going to suck out loud, you guys. Right. Also, and, they've announced that they uh, are planning to not extend uh, jobless benefits either. So right, yeah, yeah, because they're going to cut it down, and we're going to start seeing these austerity measures really kind of kick in now. So I think that's the other reason you didn't see them announce the the price point because I think Sony yeah. I think both is are gonna, gonna wait until they have exactly. pre orders ready and they know kind of what they're looking at for yeah. a launch allocation. That's yeah. exactly in all what's gonna happen. Well and the other so, thing that's going to poison the well for them and at least should make them gun shy even more about 
going above cost in in this economy is we already know that the the total hardware bill on a system to system basis is about four hundred sixty dollars. Yeah. Right. And if we're sitting And that's in, taking into account the current premium that flash memory is going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you take into account the fucking economic times that we're going to be in and the fact that Sony over the last five years has had a horrible time monetarily, they're not gonna they're not gonna be willing to jump up and and take a hundred dollar hit per console. So I think at a minimum we're looking at five hundred. And I think the digital, or excuse me, I think the disc version will be 550, and I think that that's really going to kneecap them until the economy gets better. Um, and you know, you look at, I think the other thing that would happen that would make a big difference where they could get away with, you know, charging 550 for that system um, is if they had a lot of like day one games that were, you know, I have to play this shit. But I don't. I don't think that they do, and I think the only one that's really debatable is probably Spider Man, and they can't even get their messaging right on what that actually is. Yeah. So that's a I, I think master, apparently. It, well, so <laughs> no, that's the thing. Not. Apparently, yeah, exactly. They apparently got reported at one point it was a remaster of Spider Man One with the Miles Morales stuff. Now we're being told um, through Insomniac that it is a separate story entirely and it's similar in the size of like uncharted lost legacy. Yeah. I think the thing that got weird with that, the way they phrased it is that they're taking the same map and world and structure that they used for mm-hmm. the PS4 game and are, you know, making it PS5, uh, enhanced yeah. and then building a new story on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not throwing out the whole game being like, all right, we're doing something completely new. It's like, they're taking what they've done, their engine and all that, and building it for PS5. Yep. And then that translates yep. weird. They just should have said it's an all-new thing. Right. Don't let people that are freaking out about it just you... go fuck off hmm. so, if they're, with their conspiracies yeah. about that stuff. Yeah, So, I, and that's the thing. They're already having a messaging problem. And you hear them when you hear somebody like Jack Ryan talking about the value proposition and all of this stuff. It just screams that Sony knows their own position. They're not going to become over leveraged by taking a hit on this thing, especially when I would argue um, it appears that Microsoft is better positioned to really hit back this generation than they were last time. Because last generation or the one that we're currently ending, Microsoft assumed what Sony's stance was when Sony launched the PS3 and it fucked them in the ass Mm -hmm. and neither company seems like they want to do this. But the, the one thing that they couldn't factor in was coronavirus and this crashing world economies. So, so this, this is just a horrible position for, for them to be in. The ironic part is, is that Microsoft is better positioned to take a hit on their hardware because of all the other shit that Microsoft is into. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to where they're just basically playing chicken with the price. But I'm going to call it right now. The digital is four ninety nine. The physical is like you know five forty or five fifty. Um, and and that's another thing that I just it kind of it's really remarkable to me because I just don't think a digital console even now will work in the West because you have so many places in the United States that don't have good internet. And like, I'm one of those people we we talked about this when we were chatting uh, earlier this week. I'm one of those people that I want to move fully on to just digital. I don't have room for any of this shit anymore, but yeah. 
I, and I'm lucky right now because I have uncapped internet through AT&T because we have the gigabit stuff that we needed to get because of my job. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't have uncapped internet. And so I would be like 100% like, okay, I need to do a mix of digital and physical. And I still think that that's just a proposition that I don't think is probably going to play well for Sony. It'll play well for the enthusiasts. They're like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'll save 50 bucks and I'll get digital and I'll do all that. But I think for the average consumer, they're going to look at that as, wait a minute, they're charging me $50 more just so I can use these discs or to have freedom to rent games or, or you know, get used stuff and things like that. And I don't think that's going to play as well as Sony would like. That If you look through like the um, – uh, through the enthusiast circles, you know, Reset Era, Nia Gaff, any any forum, they're like, fuck yeah, this digital is awesome and I can save money. But that's not how most consumers are wired. And so I think that that's going to be another hit at them. And so I think if Microsoft even can come in at four ninety nine with a system that takes discs, I think that that's going to be a huge shot across Sony's bow. And that's the other reason why they're, they're playing chicken with the price right now. Yeah. yeah. I think both of them have a hard time this fall because of obviously all the economic stuff. Phil Spencer went through the – the wild statement saying like, you know, it's going to be a hard time. So if you don't have the money to buy this, it'll, it's fine. Like to actively say, you don't have to buy our console this fall. It's kind of a wild thing to see out of a major public, uh, platform holder. Yeah. Uh, that's, and I think the, the misconception about the digital edition is that it's going to be produced as much as the, the disc edition or more. Uh, cause I think it's going to be like a, a smaller production run than the regular one. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to be the thing that's, I think that they're going to put out, if it's like 200 for the, the disc editions, maybe like 75 to a hundred thousand, it's not going to be as readily available. So I don't think most people will have the option if they're not in the initial rush for pre-orders. Hmm. Uh, and it's going to, they're going to sell out every single unit they offer just like Microsoft yeah. will because they're not going to have a million plus units at launch. Yeah, I don't right. think it's going to be flooded like it was last time around because everything is completely different about the economy Yeah, yeah. at this point. And I think it's just going to be a reality of the situation. But also I think the, the issue is that we have no fucking clue about launch still at this point. We just have boxes. Right. Yeah. And a couple that. of games we're kind of sure are, but that can – take a hit at any point because of how development is not a steady uh, progress hmm. on that stuff where, you know, throw in, you know, any sort of uh, issues uh, that can happen or they work on stuff and realize, oh, this is not working at all. We have to redo a bunch of this stuff. Like there can be games, like as Phil Spencer says, like, you know, the games are the, the most fluid part of this whole thing. The hardware is not. Yeah, uh, we could see stuff getting delayed that they don't expect that kind of stuff, and that's going to be easier for the Western companies because you know it's a lot easier for Western companies to sort of just put their stuff online versus how we've heard about like Nintendo and other Japanese devs who have had a harder time getting switched over to working at home, yeah. which is why Nintendo's not having a direct anytime soon. Hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff, and yeah, this is going to be. It's going to be one of the most wild console launch uh, scenarios we've had in a long time because, yeah, there's no – none of these – neither of these companies wants to make a major mistake. And it seems like neither one is going to make a major mistake. No. They're all keeping it fairly close to the vest and kind of doing sensible things. Uh, like the wildest thing is just the look of the PS5 and that's it. And like people get 
you know, mattered, make memes and all that stuff for a while and then just move on because it's not a big deal. Yeah. You're going to put it in your, your setup and you'll move on. Yeah. And if you don't uh, like the way it looks, just wait a while. There's going to be a PS5 Slim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people talk yeah. about that. And it's like probably yeah, sooner rather than later. Mm. I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I could see something happening, but yeah. and the other thing is like we're on. Just to hop on. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, just to hop on your notion. I mean, uh, Sony has already gone out and said that you know what we're we're not going to make too many consoles at the end of the year, and um, so I'm, I'm I'm guessing they are going to expect a little bit of less success than they've had in previous launches. But yeah, that 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 goes without saying. Um, I do want to point out that I do slightly disagree with Lee's notion about the whole uh, digital and physical versions of the PS5 being so close in price. Main reason being, um, one, the the Blu-ray licensing. Uh, granted, like um, Sony still still owns so they it. They own the format. They own it. Yeah. No, they're, they're part of a consortium. Yeah, they, own, yeah. they don't own it. They don't so own yeah, it. but they're, they're not. They're, the format. So they're well, not going to be paying. Yes, they Microsoft's also license. part of it too, so it's not that. As, as stupid as it sounds, even though they like developed the format, because they're part of this consortium, part of the deal is what that they would have There's to like pay. There's like seven or eight other companies, fees, I think it is as well. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so they get like fifteen percent right. back or whatever it is, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah. it's enough like, to be an they're, issue, they're, but it's not. Different. It's not a big deal for them, really. Yeah, yeah there's a whole lot of different red tape around it, uh, but uh, at the same time, well, whether it's discounted or not, it's still something they have to cover. And then yeah. there's also the cost of parts, which you know, which which, which will in- increase the um, different assembly lines for for both for both modes. So obviously, there's going to be one more than the other. And until we have an, an idea with pre-orders, like we don't know what, what that's going to look like. And yeah. I think that the, the main thing, uh, the main thing that we're looking at as far as keeping the prices close or far, um, is the existence of Xbox Game Pass. Um, like with, with the Xbox Series X, we haven't seen all the models yet, but with what we have now, with the uh, with the, with the Xbox One is we have the Sat Edition that's priced at two hundred. We have the regular Xbox One S at three hundred, and then you have the um the One X at four hundred. So that's a one hundred and two hundred dollar difference on both consoles. And you know if if Sony is going to go ahead and copy that model, uh, they 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 have, they have to realize that Microsoft also has Game Pass, which allows people to have their exclusives uh, on day one. Whereas with with, with the PS Five, uh, they they have to pay for all that stuff up front. So there's yeah, not a no, lot of money. That's left. true. Yeah. That's that's and, the biggest thing to that point, Dan Reb, that I think is going to be really underestimated at the beginning of this generation is is that um, if you have if you buy a Series X and you have Game Pass, you don't have to buy any more games. Like one of the things that we always talk about anytime a console launches, and, and Phil, me, Pat, and Teresa have been talking about this since the fucking nineties is when the console comes out, especially these last couple of generations, when the consoles come out. What they're actually priced at is never what you're actually paying because you're still paying for a game. You're having to pay for an extra controller if you want one of those. If you actually want like a decent-sized hard drive, you're paying more money for that with with portable systems. Like that was one of the things that really hurt the Vita. Like the Vita had a great street price, but then their fucking – their memory cards were priced just at a sheer insanity level. Um Microsoft is kind of removing all of that. And especially if you were already in their ecosystem, you probably might already have Game Pass anyway. And it's like, so you could, you could realistically drop whatever the price of the console is and then like 60 or 80 bucks for Game Pass. And you don't have to buy shit for a year unless it's something that doesn't end up on Game Pass. Whereas with, with Sony, it's like, all right, you got to buy the system, you know, whatever, 
whatever games are out that you want to buy, you got to pick those up too. Um, and I think that's going to be something that positions Microsoft very well at the beginning of this generation. And I think the only way that Sony can really counteract that is coming through really, really strong with um, uh, BC content and having it cheap. And because we know we're not going to, they're not going to put any of their new shit on sale. Um, that's just not, I mean, that, and, and no, neither would Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a given. But I think, I think, uh, Game Pass is going to really be the dark horse that, that is not looked at until it's actually looked at. Cause from a value proposition, just my own personal experience, I haven't bought shit for my yeah. Xbox guys since I fucking got Game Pass. Like we've been playing Minecraft Dungeons from the get go just cause we can play it. That's how we played Streets of Rage 4. You know, and I'm a guy where I'm like, well, I still want to support these people, but I'm I'm trying to still pay off some debt that I have from being sick last year and all this shit. And so it's like you put me in a position like because I'm good on Game Pass to like 2022, <laughs> you know, so it's like you put me in a position where my choice yeah, is to pay or not to pay. Yeah. yeah. The only thing with Game Pass is it's based on your interest in Microsoft's games. That's true. too. Largely, that's, that's a weakness. Because I'm looking at, I think mine is expiring here later this month. I'm like, you know, I'm good waiting. Mm-hmm. I'll come back at a later time because it's still going to be there, and I can just put the ten bucks when Halo Infinite or whatever comes out, yeah. Yeah. and like that'll be okay. Or if they put out some sort of deal, because they always do those like three months for one dollars. But if you already have an active sub that yeah, I haven't right paid now. for for a full year, so I'm seeing people doing this, and I'm like, I can't get it involved with any of this shit because i did this like right away the beginning and yeah. fucked around because i didn't know about the extension stuff yeah, yeah. well right now i don't now, I think, think you they get game pass three months i think for like 20 bucks on amazon right now Something yeah like that. but also I'm looking also at... keep in mind that when you buy a new console from microsoft you're they usually given a month of game pass just with it yeah so here's the thing that now that i have this bc i don't need that fucking console exactly because i'll i'll basically That's have the other thing yeah access to the, the microsoft stuff on pc Hopefully, some point they get this fucking app situation fucking situated because it's fucked up. That those games are split between the Microsoft Store and the Xbox app. It's terrible. Yeah, you because I own stuff that I can't access in the Xbox app, like Forza yeah. Seven and that kind of stuff. I have to go to the Microsoft Store, which is a hellhole in its own right. And then yeah. if I want to manage downloads stuff, I have to go to the Microsoft Store because the Xbox app sucks at that. Yeah, uh, that's no good. You can manage your queue and all that stuff, and it's like. I looked it up. Phil Spencer talked about, like, we have to get this situated because nobody likes this Microsoft Store Three stuff. And that was, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. I think, 2018. And I'm like, yeah. where the fuck are you at, Phil? Uh, <laughs> Not being this. listened yeah. to, probably. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> I don't know what's going on, but they just... Like, I can't organize games on this Xbox app. Yeah. The way yeah. I can do it is move them to the top and, like, do an ass-backwards way of, like, organizing it that way. Uh, which... It's like I'm fine with doing this stuff, but yeah, you guys need to make this functional in a way that yeah. makes sense. Because even Epic Game Store is better than this. I would say easily Microsoft's got the worst of the PC platform stuff. Damn, shots and fired! That's, I and that's that's a hell of a thing to say. The people that made the OS don't have at least a decent client for their games. Yeah, because yeah. it's split up in a way, and it's like oh, this is weird. I think what's uh, going to be interesting with the whole Game Pass thing is that at the beginning of this generation, when you have the reset, you know, um, yeah. I think yeah. the other thing that will that will position Microsoft really well is all the shit on Game Pass is going to be backwards compatible. 
natively. Like that, yeah. that's like I that see and that's the other thing that I keep I keep thinking about this, right? Like Microsoft's main position, if you're just going for games, is weaker than Sony's. Sony has the yeah. the back catalog and has the see their, titles. Their, per, their that, devs they've acquired step up for what right. they but, have financially. I keep but the thing about the thing about launch consoles, right? And especially we saw it happen last generation. And we, we I think we're going to really see it happen this generation. Is is the the games aren't don't look like they're really going to be there at launch, right? So the thing that's going to get yeah. people in the door are the functionality of the hardware and then how it can whatever it can do to the previous generation's back catalog. And Sony has not historically since the PlayStation 3 treated BC as if it was something important. Microsoft yeah. has done the opposite, which that's why I also think that they're going to be positioned much better, at least at the launch of both of these consoles from the value proposition. Because again, like I keep going back to Game Pass. If you get that at the yeah. beginning, even if you have six months, if there's anything that you wanted to play on the Xbox from the previous gen, if you were a PlayStation person or whatever, you can, and it was something Microsoft based, give them 60 bucks for Game Pass for six months or whatever the fucking price is and you can play everything. And then that gets you over the hump until some of the bigger games get released. And so from just like the day one value proposition on paper, Microsoft shits all over Sony. Like it's not even a contest. I think think that's what they're banking on is that if they sell enough units that way, then they'll be able to even out the console generation. Yeah, well, they do have some big issues on the BC front, because uh, you've probably seen that you cannot buy BC games on the Microsoft Store on the Xbox with credit. No. Yeah. You no have way. to get the original console, the Xbox 360, out to use that, and it's like that still hasn't been fixed. I don't know that they've said anything about it. Yeah. But that's like you're offering you know, your rewards program. You get credit through that, and you can't use it on the games. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, there you uh, can definitely tell as far as how they've roadmapped a lot of this stuff, and that's just one of those things they have listed. Of I like, mean, you can still see we'll the, the original micro, uh, like the the marketplace for the 360 stuff. Like that yeah. website is still there, and it's like, why the fuck do we have it this way? Yeah, yeah. This is 2008 really ass in charge of that shit. Hmm. You know, like so, how did y'all miss? Like, this? is it is it that stuff so fragile that they don't want to touch it at all? Probably. And upgrade it to the and integrate it all into the do shop. That's a, a bit better, but actually, there's probably a, a good reason for that, and I'll tell you what that is. Uh, Microsoft is still supporting the 360 uh, until they officially say that we're not going to support Xbox Live on the 360 anymore. That stuff still has to stay there. So God, uh, that's the whole shit show itself yeah. is navigating that stuff on the Xbox 360. Yeah, so they're kind of stuck with with it. Yeah, if you want to look through your download right. history on the 360, you're gonna have to you're gonna sit have down and have an afternoon. Oh, it's, to it's spend looking at that stuff, <laughs> yeah. and have a bunch of entries that are like, "Oh, this isn't available anymore." He's like, "Well, what the fuck was it? I don't know. This isn't available. What's not what? Yeah, this is probably like a a trailer that I bought and that you had to. No that was 2007. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you bought trailers. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a that's why I'm kind of excited about the the fresh start here is everybody gets a chance to hopefully reset the OS stuff side of it. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's uh, it's a bit better going in this gen because the Xbox One OS is uh, garbage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's try to rapid fire a little bit through the some of the games that were announced because uh, Sony's yeah. first party stuff 
Oh, they they had a good showing, I would say. Uh, yeah. GT7. GT7 yeah. is one that with struck... gameplay. Yeah, with actual gameplay. Like, yeah. Which was striking coming off the Xbox One. Was like There was some gameplay there, but it was very well hidden within trailers. And this was... Especially they showed you, like, here's the UI with the, the campaign. Yeah, they also mm-hmm. showed you some uh, then, of the load times of getting it from... Uh, uh, from into the dealerships and picking a car. So, yeah. But they didn't show you the load time loading into a race. They just, yeah, I was that. wondering if that was in like the trailer version. They just cut that out, but it's all cut. Yeah. They just cut, cut up to the, the race and it's yeah. like, that's, ah, that's a shame. But uh, also that the whole UI is GT sport. Totally. They I was like, I said that before when we were talking about E3 stuff was like, yeah, I think they're just going to use the framework from sports and just build on that because yeah. they've got, the great looking models and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just a matter of just fleshing it out yeah. with content. And this is GT seven and not sport two. So yeah. it's, you know, and it was nice seeing like the, the shadow stuff on the, the dashboard yeah. coming in and no more having to deal with the like flashing of when you go through a tunnel in a racing game, yeah. come out the other side, where it's just like super bright. Like, Ow, my eyeballs. Like that. <laughs> and it's like, no, this looks like a normal tunnel yeah. where it gets a little bit brighter, but you got HDR to manage that stuff. HDR yeah. and ray tracing was in effect on that uh, yeah. gameplay. So. That looks nice. I don't think it had a date on it. Uh, they definitely Maybe didn't. Maybe next year. Um, but it hmm. seems like all this stuff It's definitely not a launch game, unfortunately. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, not to say we might not get a prototype um, for launch. So yeah. they haven't announced anything yet. A demo would be nice. Yeah. Uh, we also saw like uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which we talked yep. briefly about before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really, really, really hyped for that one. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's good. I'd love to yeah. see some sort of differentiation from in the gameplay because if they really just give us Arkham Spider-Man again, but with you know with with Miles, I'm gonna be fucking. He really... definitely has his own style too. Oh. from what they showed. Yeah, but if it's so, literally just this, they add stealth sections because the character can turn them. I'm a, so I'm a, just FYI, I'm a huge Miles Morales fan because of, of how they portrayed him. And I live in a multicultural household. So even the fact that they're doing a game with Miles Morales, I think is fucking yeah. awesome. But if it's really just the big thing that we see, the big difference in his power set is he can sting people and he can turn invisible. So it's like if they just, if they just do regular Spider-Man gameplay and then Miles has a diff- couple of different combos, but because he can turn invisible, we get a bunch of stealth sections. I'm going to punch a fucking wall because the stealth sections in Spider-Man sucked. Yes. Yeah. I got better. What I wanted to point out um, a while back on the show after shortly after I got in on Spider-Man on a flash sale, um, I made a comment about my theoretical idea for a Spider-Man two, where, um, it really leans heavily into the concept of Stan Lee and his idea that Spider-Man wears a mask because anybody could be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, my thinking was that, okay, well, they already did this whole thing with the suits and the different abilities they give you in the first game. What if the second game was about just creating your own Spider-Man? And then um, we got to the end of that uh, gameplay reveal, or the end of that trailer, wasn't a gameplay reveal, um, and the tagline was, be yourself. And I kind of wonder if that's where they're 
going to be leaning into with this. That's possible. So. I think it also could just be Miles has to learn to be his own Spider-Man, like yeah, there was yeah. in the, the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Sort of in, instead of just trying to be Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We so all had a pretty good idea Men game would, would be a Miles Morales game, so I'm, I'm totally psyched about that. Um, but whether or not it's like you know as small as a Lost Legacy, which which for all intents and purposes like it was small, but it was definitely a meaty game in, in its own right. Um, yeah. It's still really really impressive to me that they were able to turn this around in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if this comes yeah, out, I it was, when like it a... came when they announced when they showed that trailer, I was I was shocked. I was like, well, I was not expecting that. Yeah. It did seem a little soon. Yeah. It would definitely be a big boon if this comes out as a launch title for forty bucks yeah. at launch. Be like, hey. It's not as big as Spider-Man. Yeah, you know they but, do. That's, that's yeah. 60 bones. It's not going to be 40. <laughs> yeah, but still. Yeah. It would be great, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, so. It would be great if my wife walked in here naked right now, but that's also not going to happen. So I need to temper my expectations <laughs> on both yeah. the Spider-Man game and my wife doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we also had Insomniac return for another game. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. And that uh, is which one is a- that you're seeing the PS5 um, flexing. Uh, yeah, the, mm-hmm. their uh, totally. SSD speeds because he's just constantly swapping dimensions into other areas yeah. without mm-hmm. low times, uh, pretty quickly and taking like one creature is riding through to another dimension. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing yeah. pretty seamlessly. And also, you could definitely tell the. I don't know how how your streams were, but for me, this was the only game that I saw fuck ups as far as frame rate when I'm on my TV. But uh, yeah, it seemed fine for me, but. Uh, yeah, and you can definitely tell like the ray tracing stuff because Clank himself is shiny. very nicely shiny uh, <laughs> in an appropriate way. Mm. And then they kind of end that trailer with the reveal of the female Lombax mm. after Clank gets uh, sent on his own through a dimension, yeah. dimensional portal, uh, which is wild. And then then they showed some actual gameplay yeah. uh, or gameplay beyond what the trailer showed, which is like a uh, one sequence. Yeah. And yeah, it's Ratchet and Clank. It looks really good extra destructibility in environments, that kind of stuff. And the, the Rift stuff looks pretty cool as far as uh, it lets you kind of like warp around the, the area yeah. pretty quickly for uh, taking out enemies, that kind of stuff. And they say they got the haptic feedback and adaptive trigger stuff in here too. So that's going to be, that's going to be neat to see, but that, that one had no date at all. So that might be next like late 2021 uh, kind of thing. Yeah. But still nice to see, and I see the, the North Carolina studio getting back into the mix because yep. Ratchet Clank did too well on PS4 to ignore for too long. Yeah. Uh, if I wanted to talk about one more game last week when we were talking about the E3 stuff, I would have mentioned Ratchet Clank seems likely yeah. uh, here in the near future. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that. Was that. There was a new Sackboy game, yeah. Sackboy Adventure from Sumo Digital. Which is a 3D platformer, mm-hmm. and it gave me uh, 3D World vibes. It totally yeah. did. I'm, I'm totally yeah. down for it. Yeah, four-player co-op, Man. kind of isometric a bit, mm. uh, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that was uh, that looks that's, that looks like a, a pretty good way to bring back uh, that property. Yep. Um, yeah, we saw. Uh, we'll talk about Demon Souls last, but Returnal from Housemark. I called that that. How's Mark was working with Sony, and they were working on something a bit different, which is kind of this weird roguelike uh, game that has a bit of maybe horror stuff to it. Uh, but the the planet kind of changes each time you die. Yeah. 
and then you know it's a housemark game when he starts when she starts shooting and you see like their weird colored laser stuff yeah uh, going back and forth uh around there and yeah they housemark knows how to make use of uh platform specific hardware stuff so like they're saying they're using abductive trigger uh, all that kind of stuff uh the 3d audio stuff they're doing a lot of work with so yeah that looks pretty cool Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a big step up from what their previous stuff has been. Uh, there's a new game from Lucid Games, Destruction All-Stars, which looks like a wild multiplayer game that has a bit of like Destruction Derby in there and a little bit of... I don't even know what the other stuff would be. It has like Listen parkour stuff where you can get out of the car yeah, uh, and maybe go steal other cars. Cause I assume there's stuff that like spawns on the track or the, the arena, that kind of stuff. But there's like a, a decent-looking multiplayer game. See how that turns out but uh, it's lucid games former bizarre creations people yep and uh there's astro's playroom which is a follow-up to playroom on the ps4 uh, which was sort of a uh, tech demo kind of thing that lets you play some short little games that use the various features of the dualshock 4 this one's just built on the framework of astrobot with four worlds of platforming stuff you can do that shows off each of the the parts of the the controller, the uh, dual sense, and definitely from the trailer you see like a lot of nods to PS1, PS2, and PS3 uh, nostalgia throughout some of these areas. Uh, so there's like a, an area that has the uh, like loading stuff from the PS2 with the like little tower stacks. Yeah. Uh, as you play more games, that's in there. Uh, the PS1 you saw like them using like a dual shock from the PS1 and like some discs. Black bottom discs on there, uh, some of that, and the uh, the PS3. Uh, there's like some artwork of PS3s on one of the walls in the there. So that one seems like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and the last one was the big one, which kind of leaked early. Uh, was Demon Souls coming from mm-hmm. Blue Games hmm. that they are working with Japan Studio to remake that uh, game that kind of had one of the biggest impacts on games this entire yeah. generation. And completely came out of nowhere, too. It was basically a total uh, a total dark horse. It, yeah. Yeah, so they're remaking that because like, the initial part of the trailer, I was like, is this Elder Scrolls Six? Because that looks like that tease they did, uh, Bethesda did a few years ago. Um, but then it turned into Demon's Souls. I'm like, all right, this is – you see the, the big giant Tower Knight? That looks pretty cool. Uh, it'd be nice to see a version of that game that runs well, because there are parts of that game that just shit themselves, which is a, a Souls tradition uh, of having big areas that are uh, just that. But the, it'll have two graphics modes they mentioned here, one for uh, visuals and one for frame rate. So if you mm-hmm. want, you probably want the super frame rate one <laughs> this game, mm. with how taxing it can be in certain areas, but... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the whole. Uh, oh yeah, there was a uh, Horizon Two Forbidden West. That yeah, looks from Girl. fucking incredible. Yeah, and yeah, mad. yeah, it looks really nice. So, uh, coming out of Colorado for the original game, she has gone. Aloy has gone west, uh, where shit's fucked up. It looks like hmm. there's some vegetation that is like destroying the world and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go to the, the Golden Gate Bridge. It's getting fucked up. There's giant turtle uh, dinosaur monsters. Uh, fucked up, like, uh, woolly mammoth kind of thing. 
with four horns. Lots of cool shit going on there. That's the game just looks really good from what the this teaser showed. Yeah, yeah that motherfucker from the wire being devious. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta say yeah. that like, nothing that we saw looked bad. Um, no, y- you can clearly tell that there is definitely a generation besides the console. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and it's a solid first showing of games. Yeah, like nine solid games. While uh, you're still not seeing like a dip in like releases from Sony. Yeah. So here's my Here. question then, along that line: Did anything that got showed to you make you want to pick this thing up at launch? Like I'm not oh, yeah. talking about the future state. Like I'm talking about what's going to be available day one. I mean, we don't well, know what's the, the problem. The problem. <laughs> that, that's, that's that's my point. Like that's the I saw with all this hardware stuff, like Horizon, is... and all of that. Like we're not seeing that motherfucker. I think till the end of 2021. Yeah. And like so, besides like the boilerplate shit, and then like besides like Miles Morales, like I'm 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 doing okay right now. Like I've got money saved up for the PlayStation Five and for the fucking Xbox One. So I'm most likely going to get those when they launch. But like I was looking at it, and I was like. What is there that would really make me jump? Yeah, I think that's part of the whole rollout that these consoles have is we still don't know what's going to be there day one because people are just announcing, hey, we're making this thing for the console. Yeah, We're making this thing and like giving you vague dates because like, they just don't want to promise that they're going to be there at launch and have to announce a delay. Yeah. Kind of thing just yet. So I think it's going to be close to the vest until like maybe September or October yeah. when they start finalizing like – yeah, we're almost done here. We're going to be ready for the launch kind of thing because uh, I think even beyond like the, the stuff here we'll talk about for third-party stuff, Like there's still like a lot of other stuff that's on the way, like Fortnite and Warframe and a bunch of that stuff that people will be able to play on, most likely to play on day one. I assume those those games aren't going to take too much yeah, I mean, uh, time to over port over and, yeah. uh, from existing I'm not, I'm stuff. Not talking about day one, so. I'm not talking about day one specifically. Um, but like the the one game that really caught my eye that was in the book end was uh, that Kina game where yeah, it was like yeah. almost Zelda and and associated shit and like yeah. um, I found out that one of my coworkers uh, was actually an artist on that game and he, he told me that studio is uh, predominantly black so it'll be just great yeah. to go ahead and throw my support out and like at mm-hmm. them day one so I'm really excited about yeah. that and like yeah. um, my whole thing coming out of the whole presentation um, as as a whole thing is. Um, the fact that they showed so much diversity with the games that they're, that, that are eventually going to come out. And that to me is the reason why like, you know, PS4 was the way it is, is because there's, there's literally something for everyone there. Like, yeah. you know, as, as Phil said, nothing there looked bad. Even, even bug snacks look, 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 look pretty fucking cool. And, uh, you know, you have your, your, your mature stuff with, um, Grand Theft Auto, you have something more hardcore with the uh, Demon Souls. There's literally something there for everybody, and I think you know uh, Microsoft. Like, I, I really want to be a fly in the room with with the Microsoft execs as they were watching Sony's shit, and they were like, "Man, we better hope that you know Ninja Theory or whoever the hell else we bought has something to like really show." Because you know, like Microsoft has done a great job being pro consumer, but you know, as far as like convincing gamers that Xbox is the place to play. I'm not there yet. I, I love Xbox Game Pass as a as a value proposition, but you know, like none none of the Xbox Game Pass games really defines the reason to own the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So should we go over the indie third party stuff real quick? Real, real quick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so indie stuff. There was a lot of indie stuff here. It was really nice to see. 
Uh, we saw Bug Snacks, which is from Young Horses, the makers of Octodad, which is very silly. Uh, and that seems like it's going to be a launch game. Mm-hmm. It said Holiday 2020, so that seems likely. Uh, there was Goodbye Volcano High from Co-op, who uh, I forget what they made. They made Nog, G-N-O-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a VR game. There's a kind of little toy plaything, but uh, this is a a narrative game that is gay as fuck uh, about these like dinosaur anthropomorphic dinosaurs mm-hmm. that uh, are in high school and all this kind of stuff. I think the main character is uh, non-binary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice to see something like that get represented here. Yeah, just uh, don't look at the comment section. Oh yeah, because for that trailer because yeah, yeah. I think the end could be very well the same as uh, dinosaurs. The show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it seems very much what they're leading to, but uh, yeah, especially with the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's doesn't jet. make it subtle at all. Yeah, there's Jet the Far Shore, which is coming yeah, from the... in the way the dinosaur show did. That was depressing as fuck. <laughs> they got hit by an asteroid. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, that's the hint that the the trailer shows for this game too. Yeah. Um, there's Jet the Far Shore, which is coming from Super Brothers, the makers of Sword and Sorcery. That and looks with another dead so called Pine Scented. Yeah, which looks pretty cool. That uh, is a good, strong uh, opener for them. There's Kina's Bridge of Spirits from Ember Lab, which we talked about a bit there. Looks pretty cool. There's Little Devil Inside, uh, which is uh, was a very weird trailer, but looks neat as it looks like you're playing uh, like a character inside of another character mm-hmm. as they're doing stuff, uh, which featured a trailer of the the dude dropping a bomb down this hole as a guy's sitting on the toilet. Mm. It's like, all right, it's kind of a weird thing, but as Oddworld Soulstorm, it's a game they've been working on for quite a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like remake of like the, the second game of the, the series that uh, is reimagining that lot. Um, yeah, they're doing that. There's the pathless, which was kind of shown at right at the end, which is a game from giant squid, the makers of Abzu. Mm. Uh, that's, uh, is coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, it was announced for PS4 late last year, I think. Yeah. Um, Stray, which is again about uh, being a cat in the future where humans are gone and robots are acting like humans, I guess. Uh, and you're a cat that kind of goes around and delivers stuff, it seems like, and uh, does some things. And I was like, oh, you get to be a cat. That's neat. It's like, uh, it's like Death Stranding, but with cats. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it seems like to uh, me. And there's Solar Ash, uh, which is from the makers of Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is another Annapurna game. So they had three games there. So they're big on the PS5. And that is uh, looks kind of like a little bit of Journey-ish, but uh, a bit more style to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as your character kind of has these uh, rollerblades they're getting around with and doing some stuff. Uh, and yeah, I think a lot of those games... If not all of them have some sort of PlayStation exclusivity to them. Uh, like, usually either PS4, PS5, and PC, or PS5 and PC for them. So that's, uh, uh, they're always getting some good support there. Um, third party stuff. Kind of the big thing was that uh, Bethesda, I guess, maybe afraid of their single player games kind of not selling well uh, because they don't do a great job of marketing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to went to do exclusive deal with uh, Sony here. Mm-hmm. So Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo uh, are coming to PS5 and PC next year, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, they're relaunching their first. They'll come to Xbox later time, I assume. 
uh, it was our first time seeing gameplay from those two games, which was uh, Deathloop looked really nice. Yes, I think uh, that was the game I came into. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks like uh, a sillier Dishonored mm. with a roguelike uh, framework to it. Uh, that looks really nice from our, our Arcane Studios and Ghostwire Tokyo. I did not know what to expect of that game, and that certainly is different than what I was expecting. Yeah, it's like a first-person game where you're doing lots of weird shit to, to take down these like spirits and whatever, whatever it is. I still don't really understand it too much, mm. but that looks pretty neat on that front. Uh, Godfall got shown. What's that? I was saying it's like a faster Dishonored. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Um, Godfall got shown again, and so it looks like Godfall. But yep. that seems like it's going to be a launch game. Uh, console debut on PS5 and PC this holiday season. Uh, see, Project Athea from Square Enix and Luminous Productions, which is the former Final Fantasy 15 team, minus uh, Hibata. And that was that looked nice, but we didn't know anything else from that. Yeah, we have no idea what it is. And the framework of it being designed exclusively for the PS5, which I don't know what that means. Yeah. They're designing it around the, the 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 SSD speed initially, and then we'll adapt it to other platforms as they get to it, I guess. Yeah. Presumably. Which yeah. is weird, but also another Square Enix game getting announced is like a, a codename title, and we don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, probably won't see uh, it in 2022. So. Yeah. We got the finale for the Hitman uh, World of Assassination trilogy, they're calling this. Hitman mm-hmm. 3, which I was like, all right, this is my fucking game here. <laughs> That's what I was uh, saying when I saw it. And uh, this is going to be huge for it, having this SSD speed to it. Because mm. uh, those games take a fucking long time to load into mm. uh, stages Yes. Uh, on consoles. PC helps shorten it down some, but still not great. And yeah, this will be fun to be able to load in pretty quickly. Um, and it should provide for them to have big, big, big areas and lots of stuff in them. Uh, and they'll, they're bringing over the, the stages from the first two games, uh, for people that own that stuff. And that's going to be like a big celebration there. It's out January, which is way sooner than I would have thought, but also, uh, it's like, all right, fuck you all 2020. Here's ready for 2021. (laughs) This game's going to be a great start, uh, for this, uh, this whole gen, uh, I think. Yep. And then we got a bit of NBA 2K21, which is just a little CG thing of Zion Williamson Sweat sweating. Sweat mm-hmm. Yeah. It must be him in New Orleans right now, sweating his ass off mm. uh, in the gym and uh, somehow breaks the, the hoop off without any glass, which is weird. Yeah. But also it's a 2K sports trailer, so it showed nothing. Yeah. It, it'll be a launch title and it'll do well because it's 2K. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then there was Resident Evil Village. They figured out how to uh, embed the uh, the Roman numerals into a title again <laughs> with a uh, Resident Evil Village yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for Resident Evil Eight, which we saw some leaking information that it would be set in like a village area where there was like werewolves and witches and all this weird like Castlevania shit in it. Yeah, that's initially I thought it was like. Oh, this is a Silent Hill. I was like, oh wait, no, this is this is not Silent Hill. Yeah, it's, same here. This is like Castlevania. Uh, it's like they said, uh, we're gonna we want Castlevania in this because Cap- uh, Konami doesn't care about Castlevania. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be wild to see what that does. But uh, then Capcom also had Pragmata, which is the one of the weirder trailers where 
had this spaceman in like the middle of Times Square, I guess. Uh, found this little girl has like weird cyber eyes, and then the the like uh, I don't know the dome around this place that presented the notion that they were in Times Square breaks as the satellite crashes into the place, and they 3D print some like big bubble thing that stops it from hitting them and they're on the moon somehow and the girl's fine in space yeah yeah that trailer made no sense but i'm also intrigued mm. yeah hopefully it turns into a thing on like the the deep down yeah trailer from the ps4 reveal yeah yeah it's a it's a pretty good range of stuff yeah, it's there. Got a good variety, and whichever ones end up showing up at launch is that's the big question, and yeah. we don't know about that's it. That's so. we're gonna have to yeah. keep seeing over the next uh, few months here, because everybody's getting their stuff out, uh, at least out uh, to announce, and then we'll hopefully see dates nailed down as we get closer to launch. Yep. So that's the PS5. Um, yeah, we're going long, so I'm just gonna cherry pick a couple of these uh, before we wrap up. Uh, the one, one story I did want to talk about was the Last of Us 2 uh, going over its accessibility elements. Yeah, it's got a ton of them. Uh, a shit ton. This is not token accessibility options, because they had to go through some real work to make this work. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just let's, go uh, just Yeah, let's just yeah, very briefly go over some of these. Good, some of these are actually... Yeah. So uh, let's say the uh, let's say the uh, apply the vision accessibility preset because yeah because there are so many options they need presets to you know get people in quickly. So and, here's where you can just turn it on then fine tune it from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, text to speech uh, enabled mm-hmm. by default, so that's pretty helpful. Um, yeah. You have high contrast display. So, Is that this blue red thing that uh, they're yeah. showing? Yeah. Okay. There's that. Uh, I think you can tune the color to that also as well, though. Yeah. Uh, there's that. There's the HUD scale. They're making that large. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's where the uh, purists might be upset because there are actual gameplay changes here. Uh, yeah. If on, you want them, yeah. mind you. These are... If you want to, you can apply these. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. But if you're if you're someone like me who's going, who's looking at you know, perhaps playing this game. Uh, yeah. I do want these. Yeah. So because as we've often pointed out, Phil has a fairly unusual uh ocular condition yeah. that makes it him difficult to uh do things with depth perception mm-hmm. and reading text in video games like this. Yeah. So So there's um uh, auto targeting in which in which you get. Yeah. Uh that's that's pretty nice, but that's like, you know, that's very easy to do. For, uh, yeah, for Uncharted 4 had a lot of these options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, then you had, uh, let's see, traversal and combat audio cues. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. what form those are going to take, but I like the idea of it. <laughs> so it might be that. Maybe you can uh, change those too. Yeah. Uh, navigation and traversal assistance. Uh, this is actually very big. Yeah. Um, uh, because this is like the kind of thing where sometimes you... Sometimes if I'm playing a game, I have trouble finding where I'm supposed to go or yeah, how I'm supposed to get Yeah, but the Uncharted games in particular, those can be a bit difficult because you kind of have to hunt for what you think you're actually going to be able to grab on to. Yeah. Sometimes so, they're subtle about that stuff in ways you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing I can touch. Yeah, so they're going to make that more on. obvious for, for this uh, 
thing. Uh, you've got ledge guard enabled, um, <laughs> so you're not going to be able to not going to fall out. Yeah, fall off ledges. That's going to be helpful. Uh, enhanced listen mode. So that's that's kind of a cheat, but hey, I don't mind. Uh, yeah. So what else we got? Uh, another kind of cheat would be invisible while prone. You're not limited to how long you can be in that state. Yeah. Uh, in the, I think it was, it's been a while since I played the first one, but in the original, you could kind of, you could actually go prone when you're trying to like hide from enemies and it would for, for all intents and purposes, it would make you invisible. But the thing is, is that it's also like how long you can also hold your breath while it's happening. I don't think that's in the original. I think this is because they've added high grass mm-hmm. that and you can better. lay down in it, but you're not invisible in it. Yeah. yeah. Like most like assassins creed would do where you, oh, this is tall enough. You're invisible. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can see you doing anything uh, here. It's like, you're still visible in that stuff, even behind cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, if enemies get the, the right angle, they can see you over it or whatever, mm-hmm. or through like cracks, uh, same with like dogs, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. They're allowing you to just turn off the, the catches on that stuff. Yeah, so that's that's nice. Um, you'll also have a skip puzzle option, so yeah, that could be helpful. And uh, uh, some various other settings that will be uh, turned on for yeah. you by default. There's a bunch of stuff for people who have motor uh, issues, yeah, uh, as well as people for hearing issues, which uh, is definitely something that needs to be more of a focus for people. Uh, as somebody that has tinnitus. Yeah, uh, I think Metro Exodus is the only game I've ever seen that has an option to turn off tinnitus style, like ring in the games. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes! I fucking developed tinnitus back at the end of 2019, and it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. And I get yeah. so fucking unnerved. Yeah, where I can't tell like is this me or is this a game? Right. What's going right. on? And it's just, and then what I find is, is when a show or a game or whatever does that, my tinnitus is worse afterwards because I'm fucking yeah. noticing it. Luckily, even. mine isn't too bad, but. It's just occasional, like, when it's dead silent, like, I can hear it ring yeah. uh-huh. occasionally, and it's like, I just don't want games to fucking try and play that off as a uh, a thing they should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me turn it off. And that's that's something devs need to be more aware of, and I think Insomnia, uh, uh, Body Dog here is at the top of the game right now. Mm-hmm. With Insomniac and, like, Sony as a whole, has, like, a whole division do- devoted to this stuff. That I think is really very smart on their part, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they've got a platform you know, on PS4 that's 100 million strong, and there's a lot of people that have a huge variety of issues, and that's definitely something that helps make their experience better without cheapening anybody else's. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing that people freak out because I don't think they have any trophies that get disabled by this stuff. Nope, uh, which is smart to i think there's no difficulty trophies for like you beat this on the highest difficulties just beat the game yeah mm-hmm. it's like you know some of the stuff it makes it easier for people like phil or uh, people like me or you know people with motor skill issues and that kind of stuff uh it allows them a better variety of people to be able to have access to this game or they're just going to beat the shit out of people yeah in I, I, part. they deserve nothing but props for doing this um yeah one of the things that I've, I've talked about on this show for ages is you want to give people the opportunity to play your game. And if that means that an adjustment has to be made, you know, like at the end of the day, 
just let them fucking play. Like yeah. that's actually one of the one of the big things I, I kind of have an issue with with the from software stuff because the people yeah. who play those games seem to have a badge of honor, which is really just kind of breaks down to I have no problem beating my head against the wall for fucking eight hours so I can get you know yeah. internet points or whatever the fuck like just like varying degrees of difficulty, accessibility options, and everything doesn't take away from whatever difficulty level you play at or whatever. Yeah. Letting people, people go through like things. dark souls and demon souls. Like, Oh, I played this with the guitar hero controller or whatever. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't take away that somebody used the cheat engine on PC to right. get around certain things that make them. So I'm hoping that demon souls kind of leans into some of this stuff as well. Yeah, I, I do too. And it's again, you know, you want more people to play your fucking games. Like one of the things yeah. I've developed, you know, over the last, it really became irritated after spider-man and hasn't really gotten better since is my right trigger fingers all fucked up like i can't squeeze a controller for very long when it comes to like the triggers so a lot of these games where if i can't if i can't remap my buttons like one of the things i've noticed like on on a lot of uh titles that have come out in the last couple of years is they're putting action buttons on the on the triggers rather than the face buttons like god awarded it Sekiro did a bunch of other ones that I can't play your fucking game if I can't remap that. Yeah. Because I can't yeah. be can't be jamming the trigger over and over and over again for hours at a time. Because my carpal tunnel or whatever the fuck it is it also gets fucked up because I'm typing all day at work and I'm clicking a mouse and all of that shit. Like I can't do it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, there's just and there's a lot more people out there that have these sort of base problems. Um yeah. so yeah, I'll just yeah. say, uh, because uh this is something that you probably weren't aren't aware of is that both the Xbox and the PS4 have controller remapping at the system level. Yeah. So yeah. It's a it would be nice if those evolve to a point where it's not universal. Yeah. You can set it for specific games like Steam has it. Yeah. So, uh, so that would be nice, but yeah. we'll see what happens with that in the future. But yeah, So props to them for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else here? A quick one. Um, yeah. Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX was announced. It's, it mm-hmm. looks as crazy as you think it is. Yep. Uh, very, very yep. colorful. Uh, I can kind of understand why they would go for uh, that particular one, because in Europe that was uh, quite big. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm. Not so much over here, where the Master System didn't do too well, but uh, yeah. over in Europe, Alex Kidd is the bomb. So yeah, I come to it and it's like, this is a fucking weird-ass Japanese-ass uh, platformer. Yep. Just like the the fake yen logo for the mo- money, and then they do rock paper scissors, and you can die off of that. Yep. For not, which is why the uh, having rewind on that stuff is nice because yeah. you can just like, ah, oh, fuck you, I rewind it. I know what you're doing. <laughs> yep. So, so that's uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Uh, we got an announcement uh, of uh, Vanillaware's uh, 13 Sentinels: Aegis Rain finally coming stateside. That's going to be fucking here. finally. Yep. September yeah. 8th. Yeah, no English VO on the launch, but that'll come at a later date. Yeah, so they're even cutting corners still just to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they got a special edition that has art books and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a nice. Yeah, they're like bragging about getting awards last year when it finally released in Japan. Yeah, it got re- it was very well received in Japan when it was released. So yeah, so you'll get to play that here. Yes. Yeah. Finally, God. Delaware has a new game. Yeah. yeah. They've been re-releasing their old games for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they've been working on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been their primary project for the last few years. 
And let me tell you, all of my Dragon's Crown skills have gone out the fucking window. <laughs> I picked up uh, Pro recently on a flash sale, and I was pleased that I had um, I was able to just download my original PS3 character to my PS4, but I had no idea what I was doing at this point, and yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Just getting that out there. <laughs> yeah. It, it's almost like um, ha- not have having your character show up would have probably been better. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had the original ramp up to go through and figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so next up, uh, the uh, the HIO bundle uh, for, uh, you know, uh, racial justice and equality. Uh, 6.5 million hits hit. Yep, yep. Oh, and 1,600 games. Well, games. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's items debatable. Items. Well, yeah, it's uh, another day and a half to go. And, yeah, it's... Well, I love where it says buy 1,659 items for $5 regularly, (laughs) $9,205. Save 99%. It's like, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous deal. Yeah. If you have the ability to spend more than 5 bucks, feel free, because it all goes to uh, some good causes. And... uh, but if you only have five bucks, it's that's well a, worth the five bucks. Fine too. At least it's something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. They've added a bunch of stuff like Celeste, and there's Arcade Spirits, which just came out, which is a, a weird visual novel about if the arcades never died, hmm. and it's present day where all these people just work at an arcade or go to an arcade or whatever. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, big names and small names. Yeah. Definitely worth checking stuff out. Uh, next up, a little bit of news from EA. Uh, they have a Star Wars Squadrons game, and apparently that leaked. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Microsoft stores showed it. Whoops. Early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be a, the reveal trailer will be out on Monday, so you'll be able to see that. Yeah. Kind of makes like a couple days before EA Play. Yeah. So this is going to be like yeah. I don't know, Rogue Squadron, or is this that kind of? Idea? I think it's multiplayer focused, but it'll have like some sort of campaign in there too. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. June fifteenth at eight AM Pacific time. Mm. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a thing. Yeah. Uh yeah, No Man's Sky continues to evolve. Um this last update wasn't so much, you know, a content update, but more of a you know, a back end update. So they've uh overhauled their network and uh they've added crossplay. So yeah. Yeah. They updated That's the whole good. network back end so that uh, may easier for them to do crossplay between all the the platforms. Yeah, but it exists. Uh, so you can team up with your people uh, wherever they're at. I think there's a whole in-game friend system for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's cool for the multiplayer stuff for people that do that. Yep. Uh, I don't because I want to be alone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it makes it easier for some of the they do weekend missions that give you like special currency that you use for some of the more crazy exo- uh, exotic like cosmetic stuff that uh, is like all multiplayer focused. Yeah. Like you team up with like three other people to do either a bunch of building uh, for whatever the mission requires or take down enemies or whatever, mm. whatever it is. But yeah, it's a, uh, you can also do this in VR too. Yeah. It's nice that they're continuing uh, to update this, even though it's, this isn't a live service game. I want to remind everybody. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> kind of is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not charging they got, you for it after the fact. That's the thing. No, yeah. but they are supporting like an online system yeah. around this that is very much like a lot of those other games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
All right, next up, uh, we got some news from Arcade 1-Up. They've announced Miss Pac-Man and a few other uh, cabinets that they're going to be putting out. Yeah, the Miss Pac-Man machine is just Miss Pac-Man, so mm-hmm. you can tell there's a whole deal that had to go through for that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, who owns the uh, Miss Pac-Man IP right now? At Games? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They own the licensing rights or whatever to it. It's a yeah. weird thing. It's, it's... Like Namco still owns technically like, the game part of it, the code, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, it's all it's all mess. That's the reason why you don't see Miss Pac-Man in any of those Pac-Man collections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's like probably the best of those games. Yeah. Um, the second cabinet, cabinet is Capcom Marvel Fighting Games, uh, with Marvel vs. Capcom and X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Uh, no date for that yet, but uh, the third one is themed after the big Buck Hunter franchise, which is like one of the huge arcade, current, like modern arcade franchises yeah. that you probably never hear about outside of the, the few times it gets ported to consoles. But it has four titles in it, Big Buck Hunter Pro. Big Buck Hunter Pro Open Season, Big Buck Safari, and Big Buck Safari Outback. And comes with two Lycon accessories for it, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. And then uh, they've also teamed up again with Zen Studios and Marvel to create uh, a digital pinball machine that features haptic feedback in 10 pre-installed games. I assume that's 10 of the tables from Zen Studios. Uh, and it seems like these... Uh, they haven't announced exact pricing, but they're doing like 400 bucks or so, 300, 400. Yeah, that so, little pinball thing looks pretty cool. I mean, I've seen people make yeah. these on their own, so it's, it's yeah. kind of nice to be able to just get one, um, you know, pre-made. Yeah, and that it's like a Marvel one hmm. as well. Yeah. And Disney would get involved in this, yep. essentially, because they're going to do it themselves. Nope. Uh, and uh, so there were a couple of interesting announcements over at the PC Game Show, because that happened yeah. yesterday, and nobody yeah. noticed. The Persona was part of that. Uh, the thing that you would like, Phil, is Torchlight 3 is out. Oh. Early access. I'll have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out on Steam. Yeah. Uh, so that is out. The creator DayZ announced his new game, Icarus, which said it's not like DayZ in a sense, uh, but it has building elements and the aliens, I think, are the enemy force. Hmm. And then it has mm-hmm. online co-op, and it's out later this year, and it's free to play. Uh, let's see. Evil Genius 2 is the thing. They put out their first gameplay, which the original was like, what, an early 2000s game? Mm-hmm. That's wild. And yeah, there's a lot of other stuff here if you want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of indie stuff. is available, so you can still watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Mafia Definitive Edition got some new footage of that. I guess we never talked about this, but Total War Saga Troy is coming out. Mm. Uh, it has going to be free on Epic Game Store for the first 24 hours. Oh. Uh, it's not exclusive to it, but uh, it's August 13th. It'll be out. And so they're kind of doing that to Drum kind of help interest. spread, like get to more people that would not necessarily play those games. Hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of other trailers. I think Ooblet's going to early access this summer or some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I was just checking in on some of these games that you probably heard about and all that. So. Yeah. Shows that yeah. PC is uh, yeah very value valuable gaming platform. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and we can't end without a Nintendo story. Uh, remember that hack in April? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, apparently, uh, Nintendo thinks there's probably another 140,000 accounts that were probably compromised. Yeah, it's about 300,000 total. So, yeah. yeah uh, I was one of them, so... Yeah. Uh, you were in the first run. Uh, now there's a second run. <laughs> yeah. So... Thank God. 
Uh, I think they're they're sending out emails to anybody they think was affected. So yeah, if you get an email yeah. from Nintendo, keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe don't use your Wii U anymore or something. Yeah. Well, do you think sure. they're really going to email us in a timely manner? Because yeah. I just went ahead and changed it anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? Changed it anyway, but still. So. Uh, and I guess uh, that's where we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so at uh, anchor.fm slash day zero update. Uh, okay. You can also check us out at smashpad.com where we have uh, our written stuff, although it's a little bit dry lately, but we're going to have some stuff coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Teresa Sammons, Chris Sologi, Denver Victorio, and Lee Lamb, I'm Felipe Odenolfo, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>